Yeah, oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh, no! See, that to Jerry been... with the mist! Jerry! Hi! <laughs> that should have been Jerry's goat. My oh, man. god! All right, All right so, so while they clean oh, it up, I'm gonna give you a recap here. Uh, you uh, said, oh no! Oh, so that's how we're gonna do it, huh? I can't wait for the receipt on that one. First of all, Will, does that burn in your eyes? Because it's cheap. <laughs> yes. Well, sex on the beach isn't normally something that smells good anyway. Let's yeah, face that's it. True. I think we could have gotten in trouble right. by Periscope Charlie squirting his sex on the beach in your face. So, uh, what a what a way to start. We are here. It's the New Blood Rising podcast. Yeah, notebook paper to clean up liquid. That's that's <laughs> bless, your back, bless, your, bless your heart. Bless your bless your heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Let's acknowledge first we've got a we've got a fourth edition of the podcast. You know me, I'm William Rankin. I got Jason Keesler. Hey guys, what's going on? Charlie Stabile. Oh, let's do this. And from across an ocean, an entire ocean, Jerry, we across an entire ocean, we got him. It's um, it's Martin Dixon from Wrestling in the Clinton Years himself. Martin, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. This is the second simulcast. We had, the, we had the one we're talking about, and now we've got this one. Not only does it come from across an ocean, it comes five hours in the future. It, <laughs> it really does. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. That's true. Good thing I'm I didn't do any... I, I, please know the world doesn't end in the next five hours. You're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> I so we hear him screaming and then stop. <laughs> I want to design a plane fast enough to just keep going around and around. <laughs> then I wind up in 1991. I'm gonna go watch Star Trek Six in the theater. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right, so this is a special occasion. It was only fitting to bring Martin in. We're gonna get back to Martin in a bit just to kind of get some more background so everyone knows what you do. But we're at the final episode of the New Blood Rising podcast as we approach the final Nitro down in Panama City, which took place March. Uh, clarification on the days. Anyone know March twenty first, something like that, two thousand twenty six. Oh, thank thank you. From in the future, we are we're correcting. <laughs> it's awesome. And with a British accent, so it comes with a heavy of authority. Um. So yeah, that's where we are in two thousand and one. So you know where we come from, and you guys have heard Martin come in occasionally. Like we we're like you know if we have somebody new, it's appearing in the timeline, or at least when we're catching up with them. Like you know who the hell are they? Where do they come from? So. Martin, wrestling in the Clinton years is your baby, it's your child. Can you tell us more about it and everyone else out there? Uh, yeah, wrestling in the Clinton years is just, it's, it's yet another wrestling blog. But with this one, I'm one of those fans that checked out in the, the new generation era and didn't come back until the Attitude era. So this is me filling in the gaps. But anybody can fill in the gaps by watching the pay-per-views because they're, they're cool and all. But what I love is the TV in between. Oh, yeah, you got to get hot about it now. <laughs> hey, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm just... The pay-per-views are fun, but I love the week-on-week TV. Um, it, it, so, yeah. And I'm filling in the bits that I missed. I started with uh, Raw in 1994 and went through the whole of those week on week on week and just saw how the company changed and now I'm dragging my heels but I'm going through WCW Nitro in 1996 yeah so the one thing I think is cool that you're ballsy enough to do is you write a ton like you throw out um, I mean it's it's what 3,000 words at least a the, column the average, yeah the average Nitro review runs to about three and a half to 4,000 words that's awesome like and the reason I think that's cool is because it's, it, it challenges um 
people nowadays. Like, because unfortunately, uh, wrestling journalism, whatever you want to call it now, is like reserved to like a, a slideshow of top 10 reasons why John Cena should turn heel. Slideshow. Things that could change WWE or WrestleMania. Yeah, it, oh, and, and although, like, there's a place for those, I admire, like, the classic, like, here is a giant column. Read it and enjoy and pick out something, especially because you're right. Some of those those Raws, like the ones you were doing, like when we're back, like the old classic 93 to 95 era of Monday Night Raw, where it's, you know, it's hit and miss is, it would be an understatement. To- oh, yeah. <laughs> Damien Demento. Yeah. I, I just think that's cool. That's why it's fun. So real quick, where can people find it? Just so they can go right now and start pulling it up while they're listening to us. Um, the best place to do that would be uh, at 4crwrestling.com. Um, because that's the director's cut versions of Witchy, as I refer to it, lovingly refer to it. Um, that's <laughs> the one with the, the edits, the spell checking, and the screenshots, and usually some kind of hilarious YouTube music video at the end. Um, for those of you that uh, are on Tumblr, um, they do go up in text-only form at bunnysuicida.tumblr.com, but they're the ones, like I said, full of spelling mistakes, bad edits, and uh, no photos. Well, hey, you know, uh, beggars can't be choosers, pal. Does he got pictures? <laughs> he ain't got, he ain't he got, got no damn pictures. got no pictures. I ain't reading I, I ain't spending no damn time with it. Kill a mockingbird B- Bizarre hang-ups. Bizarre hang-ups. Just want a quick reference. Like, somebody put on a board that our podcast, there's multiple criticisms, but the favorite one we pulled out was, we have a lot of bizarre hang-ups. I, I think we give the tag title matches just too much shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's either that or it's references that go over people's heads, like Mystery Science Theater. But it used to make me think of Mystery Science Theater because it was like, uh, what, what was it they used to say? Will, will anyone get this joke? The right people will get it. Right. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is, what an exclusive thing to say. Growing up, I wanted to be a child psychologist, so I had like a really interesting, <laughs> hang on, I, I had a real interesting idea of uh, and thirst for psychology. So this is another one of these hang-ups. Actually, the word you meant was tangent. See, but oh. our, sometimes our mistaken word choice leads into something. So maybe someone who wants to use the word hangups for tangents is full of their own hangups. Did you see their avatar? Like what, Road Dog and their name is Starship? That's yeah. in Jefferson? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, I like Mannequin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's going to stop us now, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, um... I, the the thing that's fun and that's what it, it really worked out to have Martin involved with the New Blood Rising podcast is because it is a it is a funny it's a satirical look at wrestling but it's also trying to find something cool that you may not have known existed which you know may have been in the middle of in the, you know in the sh- shrouded by some stuff that's you know lampooned too often it's the low hanging fruit because there's a ton of it from the new generation era I mean mm-hmm. Duke the Dumpster Duke the Dumpster Drozzy is the number one guy like everyone goes like isn't there a trash guy that, that, that actually was a thought of mine on the way over here <laughs> Your WWE champion or WWF champion, Duke the Dumpster. We used to do this. This is the litmus test. We used to run in the apartment. We'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) "You're just no, no." The baseball fury as your world champion. Oh yeah, Uh, that one magician guy that pulled his mask off and just did the infinite scarf. Oh yeah, and then got the pinfall and uh, so. Yeah. Fantasio. <laughs> For the win. There you go. I'll catch your ass down the line. <laughs> the other one, the others, because like Charlie and I were talking yesterday, like there's like four or five quintessential Steve Austin anecdotes that at any given point in time he can pull out and recite on the podcast. The other one I was thinking about was like, um, well, I went to Jerry Jarrett and I was like, 
uh, Jerry, when can I start working full time? Hell, Steve, you're ready now. Well, goddamn. <laughs> so I went. I, I I went down. I went over to Memphis, and uh, I was just eating potatoes and uh, yeah. tuna fish in the back. My diet is all I could <laughs> and it's that was one. I swear, there's a. Oh, it's like <laughs> the Steve Williams. Steve yeah, Austin. I was about to. I went to Dutch Mantel, and he's like, "Hey, what's your name? My name's Steve Austin. Can't be, or no, your name's Steve Williams. Can't be Steve Williams. Why not? We got Doctor Death Steve Williams. What other names you got? I don't have any." Take five minutes. Yeah, how about Steve Austin, the $6 million man? <laughs> it's, it's so fucking funny that that guy just, he, he really has him on standby. We should work up as a, as a unit and create a Steve Austin show bingo card that you could just play while you listen to any given one and just share them with each other. In the, in the center, I would just have to say it is what it is. It's yeah. got to be the well, center square. Hellacious. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Finn Balor has a hellacious entrance. <laughs> what? I, there's sometimes he gets the... He uses the word correctly. And then there are times where I'm like... Oh, yeah. yeah. On an unbroken skull... Whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's a hellacious course. It's it designed point, by me. At some point, universe, can we please have Mandy Patinkin stand next to Steve Austin? He say hellacious, and he go, "I don't think that word means what you think it means." <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Uh, one thing we wanted to talk about real quick because we were at Survivor Series, we had had such a, a fun ride home talking about it. What did you guys think of TLC? Uh, Best pay per view in a while. Yeah, surprisingly, like you told me about it, and then I watched it, just with like a blanket almost over my eyes. Like, oh my god, like, like that Kalisto spot, I will never forget that. Oh, yeah, that that that, oh, yeah. that could have gone so wrong, but it looked wonderful. Oh yeah, I was I stood up like I like when it started happening when he was probably seventy five percent over that ladder. I was up going. Oh shit! You notice how it's like slow motion almost. Him yeah. going. It's so cool how yeah. it just. Yeah, it's. Did you notice Xavier Woods constantly cutting down Michael Cole for confusing seeing Cara with yes. Kalisto? <laughs> yes, it did that was that was some good stuff. <laughs> One of my favorite things too, though, is I'm a, a yet another wrestling illusion was broken for me because I was watching this on a pretty. I, I bought myself a pretty large TV and I'm watching it and those ladders are wood that are painted with metallic paint. Because when yep. Callisto hits that, you saw it too. The, the, sh- the splinters. And I yeah. was like, "Wood doesn't have splinters." Ah, you're exposing <laughs> the business. Wood, wood does have splinters. Sorry, metal doesn't have splinters. <laughs> okay, I was like, "What the hell is right he talking up. about?" It's a hang up. It's, 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 it's a bizarre hang up. Right. It is up. what it is. You can cover whoever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I I was also like the one. I, Oddly enough, the one match I said after me was that chairs match because I thought that was just a Del Rio and Swagger. Yeah, yeah. like oh, it was probably man. the best match they've ever had. So good. It, it was way better than their WrestleMania match, which yeah. I think would have been the big one. Just, uh, Del Rio is vicious. He like, is. Like That's why really, like, I, I can't wait to or, see him wrestle Lesnar. I'd rather see him fight Vader. Just, oh my god! <laughs> Bring in Leon. Hey, no kid, bueno, no kid, bueno, no. Vader. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> So imagine how good Vader's White Castle would have been if it was Del Rio instead of Sting. Oh, Lord, oh, yeah. That would have been some good stuff. Martin, have you... I know you saying you were behind. You hadn't seen Survivor Series yet, so I take it you haven't seen TLC? I have seen bits and pieces of TLC, including that ladder spot. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I think everyone saw that ladder spot. The, yeah, the Seamus Reigns match, which we were just dreading since Survivor Series, turned out to be quite a good match. The passion of the Seamus. The passion yes. of the Seamus. Sh- <laughs> 
Good. Good God, man. Especially when they showed, like, all right, we got to do the WWE.com photos. So, oh, no. all right, pose for us, Seamus. Gonna need some help back here. <laughs> <laughs> Is this approving taker here today? No. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so if you, all right, we are, we're doing the Periscope thing with this episode. So. <laughs> Hopefully you got to enjoy some of it as we go. This is when take, as as this is when Taker's streak went to sixty nine and zero. Is what we're about to oh you're about to God. see. So That's if so you have the ability, like right now, to go back and see what we're what we posted on Periscope because we're doing it live, but you're gonna be listening to this in the future. You get the idea. But anyway. Uh, we have bike. We have a, a version of Biker Taker pre Booger oh, Red pre Biker. Yeah, yeah. and his. Jazzercise Jim outrageously Jim on a motorcycle purple Roman Reigns taker here. Well, I like this too. They don't trust children to put the stickers on themselves. Oh, we'll just do it for you. (laughs) Like these are stickers. (laughs) 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 All right. right, So, um, but finally, then the raw after was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Probably the I'd say it's damn near the best raw of the year. You add Vince McMahon into a storyline, and it automatically legitimizes it because he is—he is the Darth Vader. Oh yeah, of, of, uh, which is a good films. and bad thing because now, like, oh, and nothing compares. Yeah, not even like, Triple H. You have no like again. There are no new stars that have found a way to replace this void. We have to plug him in constantly, mm-hmm. like they. I guess they did in two thousand two. Like a lot of times when they finally started to sag, they brought Vince in, you know, back into programming and stuff. But. Um, it was great. That was a fantastic finish to Raw. It felt it felt like an Attitude Era Raw, not in terms of content, but in terms of unpredictability. Pace. Yeah. yeah, pace, like just highs and lows, highs and lows. Yeah, it was really, really good. Martin, do you have, did you watch the Raw? Uh, again, I've seen like the, the last sort of forty-five minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the 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 Reigns thing was super cool. I, I'm one of the few people that still likes Roman Reigns. And you know what? I think people are now. I like that. Promo he did. Yeah, it was a nice little promo yeah. he did afterwards. I, I, you know, it's just it, it had real, you know, because he's, he's always criticized for how scripted. Somebody had a great point. It was like, well, you just gave us somebody else to hate more than him, so we had to we had to divert our anger towards somebody but I'm else. I'm wondering but, also if a lot of the uh, reaction from the crowd might have been like our reaction, which was we're just so excited to see a title match and possibly a title. Sure, change. absolutely. Because like, I compare, like I was comparing that that whole this RAW was. Almost beat for beat, the Raw when Mick Foley won the oh, title on Raw, and it was um, of course much more of an underdog story with that one versus Reigns. But that um, the then again the pop when Austin comes out and hits, uh, which Earl Hebner can't hear, he is, can't hear the glass break, and, and, he can't hear the. Chair. And I and I've heard like <laughs> some, some wrestling podcasts that are Northeast based that went to a lot of those shows in the Attitude Era in the Northeast area. There are no the the two pops that they say are the loudest were one when Austin came out and, and hit the rock with a chair and fully won subsequently were incredibly loud. Number two was when Austin came out. Uh, you know when the, uh, we need the old Stone Cold back because WCW and all this like the alliance is running down right. WWF. When he comes out and just stuns everybody. And he's still stunning people to this day from that event. It, there's so many people he gave the stunner to. It was an incredible ovation. So it, it was similar in that vein, not quite as loud as that, but it felt that way. So it's great. You know, it's going to be fun. We'll see what happens. Is uh, is Triple H going to be wrestling for the title? Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. But um, 
Let's let's segue into the what everyone what everyone paid good money to hear. Over here, that's what the people pay to see. <laughs> <laughs> what they pay to see. So the final nitro. So this in in context, where are we? Two weeks removed from greed. That's what yeah, I think. So yes, yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay, and we liked greed. Greed was yeah, a good greed show. Was all right. It was it it and it it's just painful in a way. But it's bittersweet because. They're they're finally it's not, they kind of found something in two thousand one with these first three shows so we're here at Panama City so what's did you put it together at the time that this is where Night of Champions came from? No, I didn't. I didn't know. Until I watched this. What was that, Martin? Not until I watched this that oh. I realized. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no idea. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, Night of the Champions. The, it had its own graphic. Mm-hmm. The the first image, like diving right. Well, first of all, this isn't the first Panama City show. We talked about this, I think, previously. But um, and Martin definitely want to ch- want you to chime in on this. What did you think about the nitros that took place at Panama City? I always loved them. Just the, the look of the show. Yeah. It's like the the Disney MGM tapings in '96. It looks different. It's not an arena. It's open air. It's there's just something about it. A vibe feels special. That you just don't get. Feels special, yeah. right? Yeah, because I miss this, and and to, to hear Vince later put it, oh down, my which god, which is hilarious. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, at least it, at least they're trying something. At least it mm-hmm. looks different. Yeah, and it also helped that they did it in spring break, so everyone yeah. is really intoxicated oh, oh, and having oh, a great oh, time. Man. The one I'm doing, doing some research for this, apparently, it was twenty dollars in to watch the show with free beer. Oh, Holy shit, man! You're giving away free, free beer, beer at spring break. I mean, you could tell because when Flair is out doing his promo, that one chick screams for like seventy-five percent of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say the the one that stands out to me is the ninety-eight one where Sting comes out of the helicopter. Yeah. Holy oh, yeah. smokes! What a spot! Like it takes it takes forever and a day for it to start and end, but it's you know, spectacle. I always the whoever was in the ring with Sting. It's like normally, you know, like if a guy slides in the ring, you have to give him some time to get in before you start swinging or so that he can block and punch you back. Because Sting had on like 80 different rigs, it's like they always had to pause a little bit extra. Like, wait, wait, wait. He's got to get the – wait, he's, got, he's not done yet. <laughs> so um, the first image of this is just it, – Do you remember this? Do you remember watching this live uh, when it was happening? I do. Martin, were, did you, were you watching it too live at the uh, time? No. No, we we got Nitro um, the Friday after the Monday. Oh, <laughs> so that must have been um, kind of awkward. Friday Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> on because Monday. Because we already did. We got Raw on Friday, too. And I didn't find out until watching the highlights on SmackDown on the Saturday. Hmm. And that was the first I knew of the whole purchase of the whole buyout. Jason, did you watch it live? I watched it live. Yeah. Yeah. Did, now, the question I was going to ask everybody is, uh, Martin, you just said when you found out, when did each of you know that? Saturday. Uh, the Saturday before? It was on WWE. Uh, I, this is back when I used to visit the website. Yeah. It, it was the, the the front on the WWF.com. It's yeah. A, you know, the logo, and WWF purchases WCW. And it was just, wow. I didn't and, know because I didn't do the internet thing. Well, like, it was, <clears throat> what the hell is Vince doing on Nitro? That's cool. That. See, that's what I was wanting to see if somebody I had that I remember reaction. watching that live and doing, I'll never forget this, but hitting the channel recall button uh-huh. between TNT and TNN. And it was the same exact thing. To it see was the, so surreal. To see the little graphic at the bottom, the raw graphic yeah. and the Nitro oh, graphic together. The TNT logo at the oh, bottom. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. Um, 
I this he has a Vince has a cup like he has the promo at the end, but he has multiple segments like throughout this. Well, they that, interject the storyline, right? Right, uh, which yep. was a good call. Uh, I I love that Shivani and Hudson no sell the entire WWF storyline. Yeah. Like, you know, just like, oh, he buries WCW, he's, you know, screwing around with Trish. Well, we don't know what's happening with our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the favorite one is with Regal. Regal's probably oh, Regal says best. that, and then Shivani gets chicken oh, with the Oh, yeah. You yes. Some of the things we've had to say to get your ass had, over. We've it's, had to do some crazy things, Steve Regal. Like, put <laughs> your ass over on TV. <laughs> I, I, one of the great wrestlers. Go ahead, Martin. Wish we'd have got drunken, you know, shooting with Shivani. Oh, uh, now that was like like the early TNA years, right? Where they decided to bring him in as like an, an a heel commentator. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That that's one of those things that everybody seems to forget, but it happened. Yeah, he. It's an awesome bit because he comes in the, the ring. It's a yes. I love that. It's, which the crowd doesn't because it's <laughs> Orlando, it's not, not it's not here. booked very well because. What's weird is like Russo is like Shivani should be shooting on Russo, but Russo right. is like pro Shivani and anti the guy he's already had doing the job. So it's it's not it, it doesn't match up very well. But anyway, um, the the key image from this is the one we all remember: Vince, I have the fate in my hands. Oh, that's a oh I said it back to the TV when I was watching because I remember that. Oh yeah. yeah. My favorite part though is when he says, and I've never heard this term before. The WCW superstars. Yeah, that's the last time that ever gets used. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I don't even think we got it during like the racist Triple H Booker T storyline of 2003 or whatever. (laughs) People like you don't win titles. Suck them. <laughs> oh, How about that, that opening Nitro video? Did that just I was gonna, pain you? Okay, like, I, I wrote that down. I wrote Nitro opening down just because it was like, like what was, like, I'm trying to think of the video filter they put over it. Like, it's it's like they it's try to make it, it... It speeds up and slows down. Yeah. <laughs> but that, it's just that music, yeah. that's insulting the music. But, oh. Both shows, both Raw and Nitro, their first, like, the Attitude Era Inceptions... Of, of their music were the only ones that really worked. Like, I've never, like, I know there have been some decent raw ones since that came, like, you know, look at the guys, whatever the hell that is. And then there was the, the nickel crap version. There was, uh, you know, there, yeah. This one, the, the um, one now that just doesn't fit. Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson, right, that, right. Were they, they have a SmackDown, though, wasn't it? it? Was, oh, was so, it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful, people. The, yeah, that was SmackDown. Those those two themes, like the Nitro one and the Raw one, like those are untouchable. Like they are at talking like the, about it's my life and the box and yeah. enjoying the beat. Your eye, fuck you, fuck you. And if you remember, if you have, it was so awesome. Yeah, the Channel Guide on TV Guide when you would watch it through because. You know, the first hour was Raw, and then the second hour was Warzone. Split them. Right. It would say, like, you're looking at the TV Guy Challenge, like, Raw's War, then Warzone. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah. And they never referred, I don't remember them referring to it as the Warzone, other than saying, welcome to the Warzone. But well, they would still call it Raw. Yeah. They Well, they tried to create a dichotomy by having a different commentator. Like, Lawler would do the second hour, and Kevin Kelly would usually do the first hour. That was, like, in the ninth. Like I the, didn't know that. Yeah, you remember that, like, or... It, in that, Martin, who were some of the other people they had that would come in that first hour? Uh, 
Paulette. Yeah, oh. that's right. That's right. I like Tim commentary. So it was the it's the because the TV censorship regulations like the the amount that you can get away with after 10 versus what you can after 9. Stephanie is kidnapped after it, 10. It's astounding. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, two. We're, two. <laughs> we're, oh, we're two lambs. <laughs> we're two lambs. All right, so um, this is where we get the logo. It's Night of Champions. Every title is on the line tonight, which is really cool. All 16 of them. Um, <laughs> even the ones in the trash. I like that there are so many titles that they just go, you know, let's just unify with two of them. Put <laughs> you put that on first. Let's <laughs> right. put your world championship I don't, See, I didn't remember that. Yeah. That was the first so, Before we dive into that, let's Ric Flair. We oh, get the, the Flair we get the, Wow. This is good. It is nuclear flair. Nuclear flare promo here. It's just, do you remember how he breaks this down? You hold all of us in, in your hands, Vince. You hold the Briscoes. You hold Sting, Luger, Steiners, Bagwell. Yeah, yeah. that was my favorite. <laughs> like, yeah. no, 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 no. And then he says it again, like a minute later, and conveniently leaves out Bagwell. Yeah, <laughs> like that was a slip. It's so weird. Yeah, it's an it's a it's a um, it's a big time promo. That's, that's for sure. And, um, it's like if it has a real worked shoot feel. You know, what was funny? He did. Did he? He didn't cry. No. No. Well, because he said he was told not to. Because <laughs> he repeat. Yeah. I sit there laughing. He goes, "I was told to come out here and don't cry." Because he did say don't true. cry. That's right. See, it's funny. He's like on his podcast now. He talks about like, "Oh, I was so happy that was the final day." So he says. But it was like I've heard. I've heard this story where uh, when he left WWF in the, in the, what 92, mm-hmm. 93, yeah. he left on really good terms. Mm-hmm. That like, he said he did. Yeah. yeah. So I, I imagine that he had a respect and like for Vince anyway. Yeah. And it didn't really bother him one way or the other, and I'm sure he probably talked to Vince before this Nitro even happened. Sure. So, you know, knew he had a job down the line. Yeah, I'm trying to um Puts himself over huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That WCW has been neck and neck with WWF. Well, you know, uh, you maybe not for the last it's about year. A year and a half. Yes, don't think about that. I like some of the crowd shots that they do during this. There's some great signs, especially ones written on cardboard. <laughs> I have a. They just found it on the ground. They well, just flipped it over and said, "We'll work for food." They're like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I can write something." Martin, here. what was that, ma'am? Uh, there's one sign that is clearly just a pizza box. Yes, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were the four guys that had, one of them had W, the other one had C, the other one had W, and there was the poor guy because they didn't have enough friends that had Nitro on his chest. I love that. Oh, yeah. Th- there are a couple signs. McMahon is Satan, mm-hmm. and then I love this. First XFL, now WCW. You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. Yeah, why wow. you are. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you said it, pal. But the key thing from the Flair promo is that we're going to get Flair versus Sting one more time. And it's such a brilliant – like, that's why I got to wonder. WWE have had to have booked this show. Yeah. Because every, this is probably one of the best Nitros in terms of, of the ladder, in-ring of the ability. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, of in-ring ability? Yeah. Yeah, so, was, yeah, the, uh, some the, the legend stuff. goes, the legend goes that WWF personnel booked it, but WCW personnel ran it. So Turner was still paying for this show. Gotcha. Yeah, did, gotcha. Watching this, doesn't it feel like you're watching it almost on fast forward? It does. Like it's it goes so fast, and there's no time for celebration. It, it feels like anything. every match is like the final match of 
the nitrous of like 97, 90 years. Like, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. every one of them are breakneck pace. And you know what? I think it's great. I do too. I like it. It's like so much fun. It goes by so fast. When Kid Romeo gets on the second turnbuckle to pose after his entrance, right before he gets on the second turnbuckle, the next music starts. Yeah. So he's posing for like filthy animal music. It's almost like they were like, we gotta build enough time for the Vince bit mm, at the that's end. That's what I was thinking. That's gotta be it. Why they were going so breakneck. The one thing I didn't like was the the interjection of Vince through the night, mm. which took the pacing. Line. I mean, it's a storyline and it's fine, but it, when we were talking about the pacing of the matches, it's like you just burn through a world heavyweight championship U.S. title merger match and then turn around to hi Trish, oh. nice pair of glasses you're bringing in here, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive in. We for whatever reason our first match. Should uh, kind of in some weird upside down pyramid world or whatever, we've got the world heavyweight title match or unification match with the U.S. champion. It's Booker T and Scott Steiner to kind of end cap their feud started, you know, in the fall of of 2000. So Booker, like we uh, we saw him agreed, he got the U.S. title from Rick Steiner. Mm-hmm. Because of Shane Douglas, so we—it's so funny. We never get any. Nope. We don't get any wrap up to that. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> Sincerely. <laughs> we'll send you a fruit basket. Um. So we get this match right off the bat, and, I, and again, I—we were talking about this before we went on air. Like, I don't have a lot of blow by blow kind of um, things here with this. So, because these matches move so fast. Moments. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of funny moments with it. This is what about nine minutes. So, what would you guys think of this before we get to the finish? Like talking about just the. For a rushed match, I think yeah. it's pretty good. Like, okay. like, what do you think? Everyone got something in. I mean, the only thing you didn't see was the Steiner recliner. Right. Right. Which is, should be a finisher anyway, so it shouldn't be there. But um, Steiner broke out the lead pipe. Yep. And Tony Schiavone, like, just loses his mind. He goes, he tried to kill him! <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got that. Do I? Yeah. Yes, no, I do. My, my favorite moment of the match, though, is Steiner covering Booker, of course, getting up, and he starts doing his push-ups, yep. and he looks right in Nick Patrick's face and goes, count my push-ups! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, all right, champ. <laughs> uh, th- these guys have incredible chemistry. Mm-hmm. Incredible in-ring chemistry. It's not going to, like, the matches are, you know, they're, they're going to hit a ceiling, you know, that uh, a lot of other matches will have a lot more room to go further than this, but... They they just work very well together. Yes, they do, and it's a good contrast of style. Right, it's, they complement each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we know we've talked about Booker has like twelve signatures and two finishers. The ghetto blaster. The ghetto blaster. Yes, <clears throat> yes. It's kind of, I feel kind of insulting. I'm doing that with Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Right from the north, it's fine. Where's like what? I'm trying to remember where we. I'm trying to remember that was from. Where it's oh, it's from. Um, it's James Bond. It's Q who says that. Yeah. It's the boombox. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Call it the ghetto block. Yeah, I got you. Is that living um, die? What is that? I think that's more like Living Daylights. Oh, no, right. or I feel like it's got to be an '80s one because it's a boombox. Okay. I don't. Um, it's a boombox. It's a boombox. Um, Martin, what kind of what did you take away from this this match right off the bat? Um, yeah, someone is clearly in a rush to get through all the matches tonight. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't hurt this one. I really <laughs> like it. Yeah. There's, there's just no messing around. There's no, like, overly long, you know, rest spots or headlocks. It's just straight into it. All the greatest hits, um, all of their signatures, specials, lead pipes. And, and it's fine. I, I think it's a 
not an especially great match, but it's damn good nonetheless. Sure, sure. Um, do you? Why was? Why do you think this was f- like first? I mean, and I get like you can't. This is not probably going to usurp Flair and Sting, but it. Could it have gone it, before it them? The first hour. Yeah. Or it it you know? could have at least gone over the number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight Tag Team right. Championship, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the only thing that just it escapes me. Book but and finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving on from it here as we go. Um, we go to the back for our. This is the first of the other of the the Vince vignettes we get. He's on the phone with, I guess, an attorney or something. He um, drops a doozy. With I, the line. We have that redneck show down in Panama City. Yeah, no, no, no. He says redneck. A panhandle. That's it. It's a redneck beer joint someplace in the panhandle. <laughs> How appropriate. Um, well, that's the Hudson calls it just to go back for the the mild two-minute celebration to get with Booker when he's unified the World Heavyweight Championship, U.S. Championship. Scott Hudson calls him the U.S. King and the World King, which is really weird considering Booker's angle that he gets so years down the road. Let's talk about some real quick. Like, yeah. I love... Oh, go ahead, Martin. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I agreed with that, the King thing. But I also love Shivani's call at the end where he, he screams out, give him all the power. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on business cards. <laughs> um, the thing you and I talk, I, I think we'd all talked about this at the greed episode. It's like all of a sudden Hudson likes to like talk about, you know, the U.S. U.S. champions really the number one contender. It's just not, uh, it's not invoked a lot of times. You know, I've been looking at this in the book, and um, you know, and and it really, it, I remember that like way back, like in the early '90s WCW where they talked about the U.S. champ. Like, they're, what are you, what are you doing? What are I'm, you doing? I'm getting the action figures. We've got bizarre hang-ups that we need That's to eliminate, sir. <laughs> well, I was just I'll hang low. <laughs> oh, good God. But anyway, um... <laughs> Help me! <laughs> um, Help me! But, uh, yeah, the U.S. champion being the number one contender, it's like... And, and it's true, like, when you think about it, like... Because I always would think that the Intercontinental Champion at some point should be the number one contender to the world title but it's there's always this weird gray line where it's like well we're not going to think about that don't no 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 just forget about that right. for, we've got other number one contenders we got a name I just thought that was funny that like they really Hudson multiple times made that a point but um the last point the last thing I wanted to say about it real quick was it fitting for you that Booker T ended as the champ absolutely yes I like it absolutely yeah, yeah. I clearly think <clears throat> that he had signed a deal with WWE and, and they wanted to catapult him and bring him in as the WCW champion. Is it a bit conspicuous that there's one guy who's not at this Nitro that like dominated the 2000s as a champion? Uh, it's on it's on our shirts here, friend. Mayhem. Yeah. Oh, of course. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. See, I remembered on this simulcast, I, I thought Vince said something about Jeff Didn't Jarrett. Didn't he fire him? No, no, he yeah. goes, yeah. Go ahead, Martin. Brent, do it. Jarrett's name comes up in the simulcast. Amongst the, oh, the wall portion? Yes, okay. yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah, and uh, Goldust as well, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm not what sure. What he says about Jeff Jarrett is fantastic. I'll tell you who you're never going to see, Jeff Jarrett. And, I mean, do you know the story behind that? Well, he held him up for money. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, 350 it, grand or whatever it was. And then proceeds to let China just go out and beat him for the IC belt and leaves. Someone they got fired him that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The good house. Um, all right, so our next match, this is a dandy. 
It is a it's a hellacious match. It's the Young Dragons versus three count with the, a returning three count yes, member yeah, Evan yes. Courageous uh, teamed up with Shannon Moore three count against the Filthy five. Animals Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidman Ray with the Devil Horns. Fuck, I hate those. We all do. No. Um, but this is to determine who's the number one contender for the cruiserweight tag team titles later in the night. This one, I, I don't know how long it lasts, but damn, it feels about, like... <laughs> about three and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, it's just a spot fest. It's a bullshit match. Uh, it, it's, once again, we get to see the back leg front kick. And it's the last back leg front <laughs> yeah, kick. Which is really just a kick to your spine. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. But yeah, you finally get to see what I it is. I get to see it. Yeah. And yeah. Then, um, Jimmy Wang Yang joins the the Shane Helms by naming his move. The, That's a great name. The Yang time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote that out. I did think it was a lot of fun though. Like it was, it, it was really like and in terms does of a horrible like kid Mikazi that nobody bothers to catch. No. <laughs> oh shit. Oh fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, you know what? If he... <laughs> Yeah, if he gets hurt, that's an extra spot open for us. It, it reminds me, you guys remember, remember when um, the Miz was supposed to catch our truth, mm. and he clearly does not. He like moves out of the way, and our truth just wipes out. And that's when I think he got. I think he was doing one of those. I don't know what you call it, but the best way to describe it is like when you hold onto the top rope and flip over. It's like your legs hit the guy. Oh yeah. I don't know if that, that's a plancha of some Ray kind. Ray just I'm does sure. that move as offense uh, in the ring. Well, the top and, and I love it because the Miz like was like, nope, out of the way, and nope. wiped out completely. <laughs> the one I always remember is when they threw uh, that ass, I can't stand him, Dr. Ken, when they threw him over the top yeah. rope. And I think it was Swagger or something. No, Ziggler. Didn't catch him. His head cracked. <laughs> and I was like, good. <laughs> uh, Martin, what are your thoughts on this, uh, on this triple threat um, we got? There's very little to say because it is just an endless series of spots and flips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right. not without its charm, right. but if you're looking for like an actual match here, there's, there's, there's nothing really there. Did you get the feeling it was, look what I can do, look what right. I can do. WWE, please hire me, man. That's right. Yeah, yes. yeah that, that's precisely what it was. In a weird way, like it was like with all the stuff going on with the Dudley boys and the Wyatt family, Like I was like, Kibben and Ray almost feel like the old timers in this match. Yeah. Because like... Yeah. They're like the established guard of cruiserweights. They're both still in their 20s here. Yeah, they are. If you would have told me, like, that, oh, the guy who can't stop, like, scratch himself from Raven's Flock will be one of the last guys standing. Wow. Awesome. (laughs) Because does it get that bad? (laughs) (laughs) Tony Schiavone drops another one of his uh, oddly funny quotes. Oh, he's going for his move. Yeah, <laughs> that's his maneuver. That's his maneuver. That was from our first episode. It was when Disco hit uh, Lash Larue with like a the last yeah, the, the chart stunner. <laughs> um, we go back to Vince. Vince is again um, in his. I think he's getting off the phone. Trish enters, and we get a little. Uh, Vince exits. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna celebrate. Get over here. <laughs> That is clearly like, I am the boss, I can do whatever I want oh, with I this storyline. You know he's got his eye on Miss Hancock. I'm like, you too. <laughs> just does whatever Don't just want. stare at it. Eat it. Put <laughs> <laughs> it in your mouth. It's a, he's doing the American Psycho. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
We get a – all right, so I love this. We could do a recap of Shane Helms becoming the Cruiserweight oh. champ. One of the best storylines of 2001 is his real ascension into being mm-hmm. a credible uh, star, and it's it's really cool. So we get the recap of him agreed. So we get a um, – we get a rematch. It's Chavo versus Shane for the cruiserweight title. Now, um, again, a, another match that just is a hot opener and just kind of this is the best match. I oh yeah, yeah. I mean these their chemistry because Ch- Chavo, you can tell like it's that old school commitment. It's like I'm gonna get you over. Like mm-hmm. you know, you just stay with me. I, I'll he'll get the heat from the crowd. And again, you know, I love that Shane at least gets his he gets his entrance. He gets his with entrance. The, yeah, I was wondering if they were going to break that out on television, if, or if they were planning on just having that as a pay per view exclusive deal. Yeah, like you only see this on pay per view, but no, they did it and it worked. worked oh, but I mean, Ray, Ray and Kidman went over. They're going to be meeting the um, skipper. Yeah, we don't, we don't we're really it's moving so fast. We don't even know who's finishing. But uh, Ray and Kidman are going to be going over into the the uh, title match later on in the night against. Um, Elix and Romeo. Rome, Rome, Romeo? Rome, Romeo. Romeo. Ah, Rome. Caesar Romeo? It's Rodeo Drive. It's uh, uh, George Romero and uh, Elix Skipper. <laughs> That'll be a hell of a tag team. Prime time and uh, the zombie guy. That's good. No, but um, <laughs> but this one is good because we, Shane Shane ends up going over with the vertebraker. Although I like that it, it takes a it, series. Yeah, it it's takes some time series. to get to it. It's it's a, probably the best story told in a match. Uh Evolve. That's why I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the best one of the night. Your it thoughts, is. guys? It is, and I think it's the last time we see the vertebraker because uh, when know. he gets to the WWE, mm-hmm. everyone's too big. He can't do it. Right. But and it is. It's like, I, go ahead, Martin. I seem to remember him hitting it once on someone. Did he? Well, because yeah, like worst crash, Holly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come here, there is that era in O two or I'm. Oh no, oh one. When you get the invasion and everything, where it's like there are a lot of guys who just kind of can free ball out there. They can do whatever they want, mm-hmm. you know, like because mm-hmm. it, it's it's almost like it doesn't matter. Like we're just establishing your part of the alliance. Like that's why you get crazy Sabu spots, you know, at times. Yeah. Um, that don't make a lot. You see a lot of guys from WCW that break out some shit. It's never seen again after that. But um, did you ever pull that shot again? Any uh, Martin? Do you have any thoughts on this match? I, again, I probably think it's probably the best wrestling match on the show. Mm. Booker Steiner is what it is because I love Steiner to death. Yes. <laughs> we, yes. This, yeah, this, um, Helms is a little reason. clunky at times, but who am I to judge athletic, you know, um, endeavor, given that I am falling apart rapidly as, uh, physically. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I thought it was great. Charlo did an excellent job. He made Helms up like a million dollars because considering both of those guys probably knew they were getting hired. Uh, but Chavo was probably a lock, given that Eddie was in the company. Sure, uh, yeah, absolutely. Helms yeah. is there too, so they put on a show. Because um, there's a whole feel about this Nitro. I mean, storylines going forward are what they are, you know, mild spoilers. But at this point, it really did feel like, you know, Nitro was going, well, if we're going out, we're going out with a fight. You know, we're right. going to put on some damn good show, and you're going to find out what you're missing. Because at this point, we didn't know what was going to happen. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um one thing we had talked about at Greed was that by the end of it, Shane Helms looks like he could really be a star in WCW. And we talked about, like, I think, like, I pegged him as high as U.S. champ. Like, I could see him being a U.S. champ down the road. You know, depending on how you want to take the company, if you want to do a world title thing, I, I don't know. I can't really see it in my head. But I could see him being, like, a, a big star for WCW if it had kept going forward. Do you think it would have worked with him in that role? 
I could have seen him as a world title contender in a mm. world title match, but I wouldn't see him with the belt. Mm. It make for a cool series of like two or three pay-per-views of him trying to get it. And then... It, you know, dipping back into the U.S. mix. Remember, because we talked about from the year before, we talked about Kidman and Vampiro, like if they had really built them into being in that... Um, what happened to Vampiro? I don't think he was the same after that match. Like, I don't... Oh, that awesome bomb yeah. off the top rope? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. That, <laughs> no. And, like, that, and, and, you know, when, when I was watching this, I was thinking about guys that we're not going to see on this. And he was definitely one where it was like, man, it's a real shame we're not getting Vampiro. Another one that, like, you know, I was like, I'm, I, in a way, I guess it, it makes sense. We we don't get um, the wall on this either, do we? Yeah. And that was another one of those guys who just not hung sure. around. You don't get, uh, you don't get Hugh Morris. No. As much as they were building the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, Disco, who was a mainstay forever and wow. ever. Wow. When did he take, he checked out it? When well, was the last pay-per-view I remember is the, was... Uh, was it Mayhem? Where was he and and was it the Fall Brawl? He was or? actually in a match. Yeah, was he and Alex Wright against? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, that's uh, right. Like them against Chronic or somebody because they had yeah. won the tag belts but then lost them right over the course of a week. But they're gone. Um, Buff and Lex are not on the show at all. Right tonight, like it is. That's pretty wild. I I just Martin the Vampiro one. Like that's one like the I, do you know like because the last time we saw him was the match at Havoc where he just ate it from Mike Awesome with that top rope awesome bomb. You know where he went after this? No, genuinely no. Um, I know not long after this he resurfaces in XPW, which was like an ECW knockoff. Right, but right. legitimately an ECW knockoff. They were doing like the exact same storylines. I got you. Um, but no, at this point in time, I don't know where he is. Yeah, it, I know when it, he did the he did two episodes with Austin on his podcast where he kind of yo there it's it's probably his best interview um, arguably uh, for one he didn't do in person but um, he talks about a lot I know he, there's a lot of hits and misses he does down in Mexico and stuff like that I'm sure but it was just we never because I don't think we ever saw him in WWF in any type no. of the invasion right there was Martin no, I, I don't know if that's what you were referring to but MTV for a while had their own wrestling show that was coming on like oh. on Saturday nights and it was like I remember he was their world champ but he wrestled the one of these I saw he wrestled X-Pac when he was and you know, I forgot what he was going as at the time I think he was just like Six or something, you know. I think it was six pack. Was he back to six pack? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and that's the last time I saw him before Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so um, moving out of the cruise, so Shane retains on this night. He retains the cruiserweight championship. So now we move right into our tag team title match. Well, we get a Booker T. Uh, Dude. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. I wrote they were saying up next. I got oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But yeah, backstage we go with Booker, both belts. It's a it's a very nice little promo. Like it's not it, bad. It's, it's it's like a, I don't know if this is the first time I've ever heard him say it. it I think it is on this podcast, and it, and he never looked back. He he says bizness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> right. there's a couple of stumbles, but I was looking at this. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to call him out and and joke with it because. It's probably an incredibly emotional. I mean, whether or not he knows he's got a job or not, the company he's worked for is done. It's like fourteen yeah. years he's been. Yeah, so and yeah. it's it's emotional. I was like, you know what, whatever. It's it's a nice little promo. Like, it's, it's, doesn't doesn't the mic take a second to kick in? In yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of because he starts talking, and you can't make it out, and it's like, oh no. 
All right, so after his promo, then we move into Team Canada versus O'Hare and Palumbo. This could have been great. With yes, some it time. could have. It really could have, yeah. If you get, uh, I don't know just how to Awesome play. and Storm. Damn, that's a good tag team. It is. It's On great. paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, this one, I, Lance cuts his typical promo. I love the anthem actually plays. Right, and don't they go to commercial? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, they they finally didn't do the spot. Well, what? You interrupted <laughs> I it? I was dreading They it. didn't do it. Mm. But they, at, 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 right before the match starts, I believe they cut back to Vince. Yes, Yes. Michael Cole walks in on him. Michael Cole. Michael Cole in a baseball jersey tucked into blue jeans. <laughs> Saying WW. Yep. Yeah. With, with uh, frosted tips as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a Sugar Ray Joel. version. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I, I, the note I again this match just starts just goes at it mm-hmm. like there there's no real rhyme or reason nope. to to start this off no slow burn at all and I, I I don't even have a time on how long does this one really go I, I don't have about, it either it's Good, a, Martin about three minutes again. It's yeah. it's not long. It's it's under four minutes. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And yeah, it's go ahead, Jason. It's Russo paced matches for his. I mean, they're quick, um, but like the throughout the night, there was this huge theme of these guys have bled and sweat. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot. Like they're really selling that these guys have put a lot for you. And then just to, to end my thoughts on it, Sean O'Hare throwing Mike Awesome around like that was it? Okay, okay, was yes, that. Okay, You're right. I, I didn't write it down, but now that you say, it, I remember that was the part of the match I was really excited about because it was two legit big guys that can, th- can move. That's the thing, not just big hulking dudes, but guys that can move going at it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, if if they weren't salivating about this with WWF it's like you got got big guys who can move not Taker and Kane who are obviously great mm-hmm. no doubt shit man I can move I'm the phenom bitch <laughs> man I can fly over the top rope man you see that shit catch me <laughs> <laughs> you remember in the game if you played No Mercy and Kane would do this top rope his weird clothesline <laughs> where he would like yeah. roll he'd like, roll on his he'd, he'd, he'd follow through <laughs> Yeah, every time. I, I, trying to replicate that with toys. Remember there were some guys, like, there were some guys who had the clothesline where it's like, I'm not really going to jump, I'm just going to kind of fall into you. That clothesline where it's just like, <laughs> just kind of, yeah. The that, lumber line. Right, right. Um, but these guys could actually, go, they could move and, do we get another awkward Shantan? Like, where he, it's kind of like in these later stages. He's not really hitting him. Well, it's in the middle of the fucking uh, ring. Like, so it it's a, a big one. big yeah, one. yeah. Well, I was worried he was going to hit his legs on the ropes again because, you know, WCW rings are small. But, you know, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Because he wasn't exactly in the middle. He was kind of – Austin was kind of catty corner. Right. And, you know, I don't know how this is going to go. But he landed it perfectly. It's it's a decent match. Again, like, I'm glad – I am glad that O'Hare and Palumbo got to keep it because, you know, I'm not not a huge Palumbo guy, but they – they're a pretty good tag team. It's fun to watch mm-hmm. like the, the a younger a younger group kind of get over in the tag range. Martin, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm with you. This this was fun. Again, could have done with a few more minutes, especially considering you could have really got rid of the next match. Spoilers. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, for... Yeah, this was this was big dudes doing big moves, and it was really, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline right there. Big moves. <laughs> like the old Sean Diesel tag team dudes with attitudes. <laughs> Which was. Oh, but then there were the chaps with all the straps. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Chaps with straps. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but um, let's go and just we'll, let's dive into this next thing that's irrelevant on this show. Although the first part really isn't. Stacy Keebler coming out. Oh man. Oh. And uh, I, I, it's it's hilarious. Ow, ow, ow. Man, that music. That music. fucking it's, weird. Yeah, I like how it somehow manages to be more manly than Stasiak's music. Because <sighs> yes. whatever yeah. the hell that was. Yeah, that that doesn't have the same gravitas mm. it did at the pay per view with the entrance they gave him. So she comes out. She teases the strip tease, of course. But then, like you know, heels out and says no. Here comes um, Stasiak. Oh, boom! Yeah. Boom! So, I, did you guys know this was a tattoo match? Yeah. I really, I, I didn't pick up on that at first, and I may have been just because I was, I was, I tuned out like, for a moment. You're like shit. Because they kept like talking, like, like is he gonna like hold him down? Yeah. Like, like in a hair versus hair match when they have to hold you down. Right. Right. So they can like, cut. This could take a while. Right. Exactly. Just hold still. God damn it. But he comes in. Oh, and I wrote it down. Oh God, another promo. Um, I'm th- I'm so thankful he's instantly cut off by Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Uh, Thank God. Poor Bam Bam. Yeah. Oh, th- what? Yeah. This is so sad to see because if you're ta- thinking about what could happen in the future, it's like, oh, could he go over? Would they bring Bam Bam back? And we never see it. No. I just I don't understand what the point of Sean Stasiak beating Bam Bam Bigelow is all the time if this is the only opponent that Bam Bam ever faces. Right. Right. He has, and he always loses. They must had. For the most, I mean, like, they must had no thought to bring him in because they must have been like just purely just do put Stasiak over because we might be able to use him because you know meat you know that worked. We'll put we'll just kind of reboot that thing and uh, I'm sure he's not going to fuck it up for everyone else involved in a week. It's just Bam Bam was so great in WWF and he I think he was even better in ECW. Yeah. And but WCW the only thing of merit really for me was Jersey Triad. Dude. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. It yeah totally. So they end up having this sham of a match and it's one, a zero out of five. Yeah, once again like the the fake rude awakening that um that Stasiak hits. It's it's so bad because it's like Hangman's neck breaker. Yeah, it's a two and a half count at best. It's like this weird hesitation he has to do before he. It's like he has to tell, all right, hold, go, boom, and then they do. It's like they. It's nothing smooth about it whatsoever. It's not the rude awakening. No, no. it's a beautiful no. move. No, 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 no. It's a snoozer. It's a. <laughs> I'm already out. <laughs> uh, Martin, I take it no real thoughts on that one. Uh, no, just some moves happen. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's wrestling. <laughs> Jason, do you have anything else to add I in mean, there? literally, like, no. Other than I, my notes was, Bam Bam loses clean to Stasiak. WCW gets us one last fucking time. <laughs> I wrote, my one note was, my one note was, fuck you, Bam Bam. I mean, just in typical WCW fashion, they had Bam Bam lose oh, again. Although, I, I just had a thought. Mm. I just had a thought. Um, if... If Bigelow would have won and they would have had to hold Stasiak down for the tattoo, wouldn't it have been cool if in Raw they kept cutting back to Bigelow tattooing Stasiak like we had to suffer Vince? (laughs) That would have been awesome because then you're at least introducing these people to the Raw audience. Right. And that would have have given him at least a gimmick coming right in. You're the guy who got tattooed. It can be just something stupid. Oh, yeah. It would be just fantastic. What was the tattoo going to be? 
<laughs> My dick. That was never specified. Yeah. Gonna be the Van Halen logo. <laughs> oh my god! Wouldn't that have been awesome? Got wings. Tattoo, tattoo. Um. I was just looking over. I was getting the emails ready because we got some email emails to look at later from uh, people who've written in the cool. show. I was just bringing them up for a second, but um. Get the regal bit. Yes, we do. Yeah, there you go. Yes, we do. Also oh, wearing a WrestleMania. Steve, yeah, oh yeah. I right. really don't like this because Regal. When I first started watching WCW, Regal was, I believe, the television champion. Damn and, good one too. And my my dad was a big Regal fan, and I didn't know why because I thought Regal's matches as a kid were very boring. Sure. Yeah. But looking back on him now, the guy is like an artist. <laughs> But like, wow. he really, no, he really was like in the ring. He he come up with these moves. I I've never seen. He really was the first did. guy I noticed who did the forearm across the, the head. I, I do remember yeah. when, when he's pinning him and yeah. just laying into and him. The way they would build him up was always so good that, that, that he, when he was. I remember it was something like, oh, when he was fifteen, he would fight on the street. Oh yeah, money. He's fighting in the circus. Yeah, but now he's like took on Bozo the Clown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the grand prize game didn't go his way. And he Eric. His <laughs> so Martin, I have a question for you. So. With where you're at, did you ever go to? Have you ever been to one of these carnivals where like there are people fighting like this, like for um, money? I've never been to one because they're not the thing anymore. But when Regal, <laughs> you know, with ah uh, shit, what year is this? Time, <laughs> <laughs> um, they were definitely a thing. It was a uh, uh, that's how pro wrestling really got its start. Right. You'd yeah. have these booths where you know last five minutes against the champ, mm-hmm. um, and you know. People would pay money to try and you know you know last this time and win money, but of course the champ was like some unbelievably exceptional fighter and shooter, and we just instantly beat them. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bonesaw, boy. What's your name? It's that. It's, it's, it really it's, is that. It really is. I, I always thought they were making shit up. <laughs> What's your name, Stu Bennett? Oh, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't gonna work. It's really quite simple. <laughs> I have no clue if 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 Wade Barrett. Stu Bennett had, Stu Bennett. <laughs> had any matches like that. I'd like to think that he did because I fucking love. I love. I love Wade Barrett. I just wish that it's just we got back to bad news Barrett with the podium and just making snarky yeah. comments. What was that one article that I love? Is like when he won the King of the Ring and they had him dress up and all that shit. They're like, I was like, man, fuck WWE. They give him the one kind of new like accessory to his gimmick that prohibits him from saying his catchphrase that everyone loves. Yeah. The best bit of that bad news was when they were in Milwaukee and the power like wouldn't work or like so they had a power problem and like the the thing wouldn't raise. He's like typical, typical. Like he lays into like the power company in Milwaukee, saying like, "Of course it wouldn't work. It's this awesome. Is your best? So good." Anyway, um, all right. So back to it. So Regal comes in. He's showing off the he's showing off the jersey too, which is so dumb. Yeah, um, is this, he's, he's, shilling, he's shilling it. Isn't I, it lovely? And he's warning him against buying WCW. It's like, too late. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> well, hey, pal, where were you six days ago? Next year. Sorry. Yeah. I'll take it. So this is when we get... Is this when we get... Is it right after this we get the chippy... Yes, this is immediately because he talks about it's a horrible place. Vince has no idea what goes on there. Right. It, it, and then you get, like, Shivani just immediately going... Fuck you, motherfuckers! Oh yeah, man. Steve Regal. It's the one time they respond to anything that really Vince is doing mm-hmm. uh, on the other yeah. show. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I thought this was because uh, this was Commissioner Regal at the time, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that was good too. That yes, was a it good was. Run he had. Oh, it's great, and there's some great bits with Sajiri that yeah. you'll get oh. down the road with this. Just the really, bit really where cool. Kamala is in his office for some reason with I can't. What was Kamala's manager's name, Martin? Uh, kimchi. kimchi. Was it? It was. Yeah. Were yeah, they're just kimchi. in his office for no reason? Those were good times. Uh, we get a weird uh, DDP. Sorry, I couldn't make it, folks. Like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's where is he at? Thunder in Paradise? Yeah, he's it looks there. like he's right down the road. <laughs> but just several hours ago. Yeah. And he, he says so like, his real name. Oh, Paige Andrew Falkenberg or yeah. whatever he said. Someone told Paige Andrew Falkenberg. I'd be. It's the long. I can't Not finish it. It's the long. Yeah. And, the lo- and I like how he how he his little button on it at oh. the end. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Bang bang. Yeah, he's like, I'm on to you know. I'm on to stalk Sarah. Excuse me, guys. Yeah, that's what, and I'm like, he, he says something like he's on bigger to better things or or, the, or it's not over, and I'm like, oh, it's over. Uh, it'll never be the same. Yeah, uh, guys, don't bother me. I just finished having lunch with Vince. I signed my papers hours ago. You got something to say about that, Martin? Um, as a big DDP fan, I was so pissed that he wasn't on the show. Yeah. And the fact he didn't even do the 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 bang hand symbol. He just put his fist at the camera. It's like, That's true. He didn't do it. Listen to that. That's some anger right there. Um. So after we get through the the the, the DDP promo with it here, we got. Um, we get a really cool video, a really nice send off. Like it's it. I have to think WWF WCW, had. WCW, uh, what's that WWF thing that they used to do when that like that's kind of sentimental? Um, oh My God. sacrifice. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> it reminded me of that. Uh, this was really cool. It was it, you know, there are better ones. I've, there are better ones that fans have made than this, yeah, but yeah. but this was really cool. It was a nice little send off talking about WCW kind of in video form and everything, and just uh, um, just a nice kind of send off for him. So. Up next, now we get the Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship. We're going to have this thing on the line. That's where we're going into break saying that. Because when we come out of break, we got Vince back on the phone. It's just about that time. Yeah, he's getting up. He's like, wrap it up. Like, yeah, we have to constantly get, like, a like tell him, is he going to take, at some point, does he take a shit during this? Can we follow him in there? Oh, I, oh Ted Turner. I bought it. Yeah. He's just wiping it with Jared's contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, all right, so I would love to see Vince and Jarrett you know, with like with Goldberg and Nash over Scott Hall's contract. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, eating Jarrett's contract. Eating it. He would just make someone else do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to keep your job? It's the kiss. Take your take your top off and eat that contract. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> you're gonna kiss my ass. Do you remember that? This is right around when he did that to Trish. Like mm-hmm. he's like, bark like a dog. Yeah. You're like a dog. Oh my god. But this is like some gold stuff. Like oh, this, is, yeah. this is when Linda McMahon is comatose. Yes. In the wheelchair. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and he didn't play it up enough in the ring during his promo, but he did do a little weird little wheel we'll her. And I always got the impression that when he's making Trish bark like a dog, like for some reason he had just seen coming to America for the first time and thought that was like the best part. Just have all the power. Just bark like a dog. I love it. Um, so now we've got, as we said earlier, Kidman and Rey Mysterio f- f- representing... Representing the filthy animals. They I like are the filthy. I know. Tony I know. That's what's so funny. Is like, do we need? Do we really need to keep that around? But whatever. They earn this opportunity. 
They are wrestling uh, Elix Skipper, primetime, sorry, uh, and Kid Kid Romeo. I, I'm, Kid Romero. <laughs> I know. Making his zombie movies in his backyard. <laughs> Kid Romero. Um who put on a hell of a... These guys had a hell of a match agreed. I saw... A um, great match. Arguably, as we said, the oh best yeah. tag match yeah. on the podcast that we've seen. And they... they I'm not going to say they won up it because they don't have the time for it, but it's a really high-impact match. I've never seen this move before, and I, I've... I, and I never saw it again. Primetime did an electric chair uh, bridge. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I wrote that down. That was so cool. Shivani names it. I forgot to write down. He calls it something, but it's something that's already someone else has done. I was like, I don't think that's what that is, but mm-hmm. I, I'll have to go back. There are a couple other spots here, like Romeo does this German, and I just wrote shit, where it's just like a, a it's almost like a best of luck to you kind of German, or <laughs> it's really like a release, and you know maybe you land correctly, maybe you don't. Side of Rick Martel for me. <laughs> it's like a suplex metropolitan area kind of. <laughs> 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 That didn't really roll off the Real tongue. Surf like, dude. Um, it's a little mouthy. There's another one. He does a lifting pedigree, like a really angry oh, looking. Oh, it's good? Oh, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like the kind where the YouTube video, Triple H kills a man with a pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> you see that dude, like, shoot up 12 feet in the air? After oh, it's impressive. So we get... Um, um, I think that move that Primetime did, the pedigree thing, I think Chris Daniels took that as a finish. Yeah, where he plays like the angel did. wing spread pedigree yeah. thing. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um... Martin, any thoughts before we talk about the finish of it? Um, I thought this was great. It moved at an even quicker pace than the triple threat. (laughs) (laughs) My handwriting goes to absolute shit because I can't keep up. um, I I think what Kidman hits a kid crusher for the win. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get the new the and and maybe it's maybe it's fitting for them that they go out the champs in this because they seem to be like the guys that ultimately like were uh, symbolic of that and most over. Yeah, yeah. and the, and totally the most over. So I love the look. It's like they they do that kind of joint celebration. It's like Billy looks at Ray. It's like, hey, we're okay. We're gonna be fine. We got belts. And Ray's just like, nah, man. I'm sitting out my contract, but I'm sure you'll be okay. Yeah. Or it's. I'll be okay. It's interesting. Kidman, <laughs> Kidman hangs around for a while, he, and he's but, still right. technically around because yeah. he's a producer now. But um, yeah, he was on uh, Up Up Down Down like a week ago. Whoa, what was he? he? And I'm like, he's yeah, he's a gamer. I, I don't know what game they were playing though. I'll tell you this: like, I, I don't know how long he was with Tori Wilson, but God bless that man. Yeah, dude. God bless him. <laughs> um, oh, I saw a sign: Bischoff Subway is hiring. Subway, <laughs> it's on the hard cam. Yeah, yeah. great yeah. sign. Um, all right, so. This is just, this is the funniest production value I've seen. Sting is in a room of bats. Yes. <laughs> bats. So, the dildo factory. Yeah. Do, you, do you think? Do you think like they had on the sheet, Sting in a room full of bats, and they might have meant the actual like, like spinal rodents? Tap? Yes. It's, it's eighteen inches. That's. It's it's a room full like it's uh, yeah and he. <laughs> Someone goes, well, where are we going to get bats in Panama City, Florida, in the middle of the day? You're going to fight him. You're going to get me some bats. Someone's like, for God's sakes, call Sports Authority. We need bats. Sports Authority. Oh, God. Kim Damon Tumbo. I don't know. So as we – it's – you know, I'm glad we got a Sting promo also on this show. Like, you know, it's it's good to see. It's a good promo too. Yeah. 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 And it's funny watching it now. 
Oh, because I don't think it's funny. It pisses me off. Well, I, I get. I, I guess I say it funny and ironic, funny ironic because way. I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, where is he gonna go in yeah. this? Because there was definitely some. There was a lot of gas in the tank oh, for Sting. Lot. Where does the future hold for the Stinger? Right? Yeah, and I love that line. I always love when he first used it. The only thing for sure is that nothing's for sure, and it was true because. He, it's not like he pops up in TNA right away. It takes no, it's a, years. four or five years. Yeah. It's longer than that. Really? I think it's like 2006. Five years. Yeah, that is. I'm thinking, sorry, I'm, it's so much further in my mind than it actually is. And I love that WWE doesn't acknowledge his TNA career. He had a long TNA career. And it's not all bad. Like, a lot of it was got, I mean, the, the joke. Hardy shit's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If coming and fighting like Jeff Jarrett's enormous stable of heels was great. And Sting had a great theme in TNA that I really liked. It yeah. was kind of reminiscent of Metallica. Which we get to hear because it's daily motion. We'll seek and destroy life. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, so that's where we're heading. You can tell we're heading towards the end of the show because Vince is walking down the hallway. It's a long hallway. I, and I, <laughs> I always love when wrestlers or personnel are walking down the hallway and sometimes we hear what they're saying, sometimes we but somebody always what stops them. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah, he always like, uh, have a good match, Vince. I mean, uh, shit. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> but, like, I always love those moments because sometimes you don't hear what they're saying. It's like, hey, man. Okay. Hey, man, give me a pack of nachos, you some bitch. Like, it's- I love just that we're talking about Vince walking through. This week on Raw, since he made his triumphant return, uh, he comes out and he gets out of the car. You go back to Connecticut and you take care of Hunter. And he just starts to do his walk. And there's like a... One of the production guys gets in the shot and takes off running. Yeah, I saw that quick. too. And then it, I'll give them credit, but like I don't remember if it was Cole or if it was JBL. Everybody gets out of Vince's way. You can tell it. So it's like that, I missed that. That was some good stuff. Um, he's heading to the ring, where, or to the WWF ring, and it's Cleveland, right? Is that they're um, in Cleveland? They're, yeah. Is this the Gund Arena? I think yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So we also are seeing that um, we go back to Panama City's ring, and we've got Ric Flair and the Stinger. Now, Ric Flair in a t-shirt. <sighs> all right. So which he's revealed recently. Under the robe. robe. Under the robe. It looks so dumb. It looks like the bad action figure that your mom would buy. You go. Oh, you got the wrong yeah. one. Yeah. I, I, every time I'm at a Gamecocks game and they play 2001, I put up the four fingers and I do the and there the are pe- there are people around that are like. So, what man? It ain't the fourth quarter? It's just a, <laughs> this game hadn't even started, man. <coughs> and I remember at um, at Mallory's honors or on, the honors college grad, graduation, they played it, and I remember we did. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because it was just like, oh yeah, it was it was it was fun. Like my dad listens to classical music at work, and so what comes up? 2001, and I'm like, oh, Ric Flair's song. He's like, and he's like, oh, yeah. Rouse. What comes right after that? Pomp and Circumstance. Oh. And I'm like, Randy Savage's song. <laughs> it's perfect, yeah. I I still love hearing that. That is one of those great wrestling themes. Is it, what, Flair's? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. it just feels like larger In, than... Important, like, yeah. yes. I mean, important. And I'm not saying, like, this is just... You're, you're this I'm the pinnacle. Did, the, you guys remember WrestleMania 18? Like Taker's in the ring and he's he's doing the whole like crouch, like getting the fists up, and like we don't even get the full entrance because Flair gets halfway and he's like, "Fuck this robe!" <laughs> running to the ring, slide. Yeah. He so, he, that was the thing though. Was he, such took, a great he took that. That's how you do a, someone assaulted my son. Yes, this is an important event. Buzz on you, yeah, buzz on you. Yep. This is an important event, but shit, I'm not. 
I don't have pyro in my entrance. I can go any I want. So, but I love when, with Flair in the ring with the t-shirt. And we'll talk about the t-shirt in a second. He just keeps screaming fourteen times, yeah. fourteen times. He's yelling into a camera oh that's not God. shooting him. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like, like, you're gonna shoot me. So the t-shirt, the we we heard him talk about this recently where he's like he would thought he didn't think he was in shape. Yeah. He was really I, he's I guess never subconscious. Been in the best shape, no, ever. but he, he was saying like during this era he was really self-conscious about his shape that oh. he was in and stuff. That's why he wore it. Um Yeah, years later in TNA he wrestles in whitey tidy briefs. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Remember when Abyss choke slammed him to hell? What's that? I don't forget Flair in the uh, <laughs> No. Um, so there's an old saying, if you've seen one Flair Sting match, you've you've seen them all. It's like a condensed version. Yeah. 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 I mean, they really do have like a set of like 10 to 15 spots that they are going to well, do. Well, there's a comment Tony Schiavone makes during the 10 count punch, which is there's no videotape watching here. Because these guys know each other back and forth. Yeah. And it's like, it's very obvious. And they do have, like, it's an underrated chemistry that they have. Like, I know Flair Steamboat's the easy one to talk about when it comes to great. They're so good together. These guys have amazing chemistry. That's why I thought it was great that Sting said recently, Flair would be the guy to induct me. Hands down, be the guy to induct me into the Hall of Fame. Well, he made him. And I guess they couldn't do Lux Lager. They wouldn't be able to get him in there. Uh, Lex loser. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Martin, um, before we dive any further, like, what, what are your thoughts on a Flair Sting match, in particular to this one as well? Well, uh, in terms of Flair Sting overall, yes, they have a type. They have a match that they do. I don't mind it. There's just something about them. You could watch it a thousand times, but it still has some kind of magnetism. Yes. Um, This one, this was perhaps the most funereal bit of the entire show. Yeah, totally. This was was a eulogy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you Googling? Um... Because there's always the the one Flair Sting spot that I always love the most is when he chops and Sting's finally like, nope, not selling anymore. Yeah. Yep, yep. No. And no. Sh- like, there was sometimes like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're still impervious? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I try this? All the... Um, they start laughing. They do. They start laughing. And yeah. it, that, that's what you're like. You're talking about the... I love the, that. The funeral though. bits like, like, this is it. Like, oh, my God, it's wonderful. So, uh, and you also, I also was fitting that Charles Robinson got mm-hmm. to, because our, yeah. our, our, you also got to bring up, uh, this was also a match they had on the first Nitro. Yes, that's the other cool book. that's important. Yeah, yeah. it's, you it's know, very fitting. if there's nothing else from that last Seinfeld episode, the fact they do the button, literally as the button of the show, is fantastic, because, yeah, it's, because it, it's, I, I always I always go I love watching the pilot of Seinfeld I love it the Seinfeld Chronicles very well is it it's and because it's for one thing a completely different George oh, it's Woody Allen yeah and a completely different Kramer yeah. literally Kessler. he's in Kessler ah, <laughs> yeah. they, they fixed that in the backwards I did, they did yeah oh you're Kessler no it's Kramer right. yes. oh. <laughs> um, but anyway so Sting goes and the, the the one thing that's funny is like he has he turns Flair over in the figure or I'm sorry the Scorpion Deathlock for all of two seconds like nope oh, no. tap 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 tap, <laughs> tap, 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 tap. <laughs> that's it and then they, they hugged longer than their their, mo- their moment though is so touching yeah. at the end because yeah, it it, it's really like it's the sentimental value of that and it and that's why like you know it's the last time we see it isn't it yeah do they ever fight in TNA 
Yeah, wait, wait, wait. They do, don't they? I know Flair fought... Well, I know Sting fought Hogan in a god-awful match. Because Flair, like, even <clears throat> though he retired versus Shawn Michaels... He went back to... See, I look at it, he retired from WWE. Right. Yeah, so that's how I justify that. Man, did you see those badass watches they showed during Those the, are so cool. Man, that's cool. Yeah. Like, for that alone, I would be like, no, I will not wrestle again, because that... I was surprised Austin didn't ask Shawn about that, because from what I've heard, Shawn was always a little hurt that Flair decided to get back in the ring in uh, TNA. Because it, you know, it meant so much to him. Yeah, totally. But it's Flair's career. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> he's been fucking it up for a long time. So now we got to cut to Raw because now Vince is in the ring. So now this is when the simul, the real simulcast yeah, part begins. Now there is a lot to get through in this promo, and it's a, long it's promo. a very long promo um, to get and in. You got to also remember, I didn't remember this. Raw still has another hour. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't the yeah, finale, Middle of Raw. Yeah. So, as we cut to Raw, Vince has Lillian reintroduce him. Because the timing must have been... Yeah. They wanted to yeah. hug? Oh, <laughs> God damn it! That <laughs> Borden in your Christ. Oh, <laughs> There's no God. Oh. Which he says later. Yeah. Didn't he say it he says on Monday? He says he's got... Oh, that's when he said it. He yeah. just said it on yeah. Monday. Yeah, he Raw. fucking said it recently. Go- yeah. Challenge him again. <laughs> um, all right, so the Vince promo. First off, he I think he meant to say TNT, but he... he, he TNN. T- we're on TNN, TNN. And we're on TNN. <laughs> the Turner Broadcast now. He goes, and he goes, TNN, the Turner Network Television. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that's... That, you made it worse. Yeah. Uh, Time Warner is begging me. To take this no, off their hands. Are. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, they were just ha- whatever. Man. I love it. He's like, I could just do what I want. I could go I'll home you, every night. The one thing from this that I had forgotten about was like, I love the idea that he was like, I'm going to have Ted Turner come to WrestleMania. I remember how I excited that doubt, did, was. Was that ever a thing? Was that ever going to be I a thing? I, I don't no, think so. Can you imagine either. Ted Turner doing Cause that? Because like, Correct me if I'm wrong as well, Martin, but I'm pretty sure at this point, Ted Turner really had nothing to do with anything no. having yeah, to do no. with yeah. Within, within his own his, his own business at that point. Yeah. No, he had nothing to do with any of this. So I get... I, he just been wanting it to happen. He was stroking his own ego, I think. Oh, yeah. Totally. Amazing. Because Ted Turner never made an appearance on WCW programming. He was on one at ringside, uh, that same image they show at Nazi yeah, during the Monday Night Wars. Oh, with his wife? On, he and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Do what, Martin? Go ahead. He did on screen a, a Clash of the Champions too. There was some kind of anniversary, and he did a pre-tape where he uh, thanked WCW for its athleticism. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because one thing during the Sting and Flair match that Hutz or Shivani loved loved to bring up is the fact that their match at Clash. All right, so this was the first Flair Sting at Clash. And it went head to head with WrestleMania four. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it did. Boy, did they, they love to get that up. They got, they took a shot at that. They wanted to at least get that in there. It had to be I, better than WrestleMania four. <laughs> that oh, was, yeah. yeah, that was a tournament. Yeah. One, wasn't it? Oh yeah, sixteen, yeah. two tapes. All <laughs> right, so I love when Vince gets to the question where he's like, "What will I do with WCW?" And I he has, he talks about maybe I'll just. Put it on the shelf. That's and I the thought best about, part. I thought about literally going home and watching tape. Oh, <laughs> they thought they could win. <laughs> the line he goes, I'll sit and I'll watch a tape every day, frontwards and backwards. I love that image. 
of Vince eating pretzels <laughs> and just watching and just devouring this bag of fucking pretzels, <laughs> watching the, the night, especially the nitros where like they're really railing raw. Oh yeah. And I think it's just interesting that Vince, he, he kind of says it flippantly that he's going to put it on the shelf because that wasn't the plan. No. Mm. But now, if you know, 14 years later, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And now we go into, like, in this part, he needed to do this differently. I understood what he was going to, he was trying to do, but, all right, so he, he we're going to do a little crowd interaction. Oh, that. Here. Oh, yeah. he, it's so fun. It's so the weird. The crowd doesn't have any idea what to do. Right. Yeah. So I think Vince's intention was, I'm going to give a name and your pops will let me know when. Instead, he decides, well, I'm going to say a name and uh, then. Thumbs up? Uh, or down. Yeah. Right. The, the crowd doesn't know that they're not supposed to boo. Right. Yeah. You cheer the yeah. thumbs up, you cheer the thumbs down. Right. But one of the loudest pops was Buff, was Buff Bagwell. Great, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say, though, having... Go ahead, Martin, sorry. The moment in this where uh, the crowd audibly start the Goldberg chat, oh, so yeah. Vince goes around and then goes, Sting? boo! <laughs> 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 Haku. Yeah. Um, Hogan gets <laughs> Hogan gets booze. Lex Luger. I mean, yeah. this is what I wrote. <laughs> it, it went to another. It went to another. It went into Point Break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went into my Point Break notes. Um, but yeah, Luger got a resounding now, boo. When I listen to it now, I will say, I think Steiner got as big a pops as Bagwell did. did. And it, I I loved hearing it, and I. I kind of cried on the inside at the same time because I kept thinking... Did you remember what happened? Yes. Yeah. I keep thinking about what's going to... Yes, that's exactly why. I keep thinking what's going to happen with it. So he goes through each of them. Um, the Goldberg chant. Like, uh, then we get... We get finally the... Um, what the whole point of this the whole show is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Shane is on the Titantron... On the Turner Tron in Panama City. He puts, well, he puts Shane down for a good few minutes, and there was an awesome, awesome sign that was in the raw crowd. What was it? It's just this sign that says, Don't feel bad, Shane. My dad regretted my birth, too. And that guy's really happy about it. Yes, he yeah. is. He is stoked. I took a picture of this because I just caught it, and they linger on it for mm-hmm. a second. I'm like, ooh. Oh, yeah. But then you get the, uh, the, the final fuck you to Vince McMahon. From WCW, it's audio problems. Three seconds. Yeah. yeah. It's, and now you're 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 right. The way Vince is reacting to it, Vince like figures Which it out. Which one do I react to? The one now or the one from the past? Because <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is when you watch now on the network or anything, they 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 sync that up yep. so that it's seamless. I've seen that right. version so many times, I forgot that there was syncage. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. How cool is it, though, if you imagine yourself being out in Panama City and Shane walked out? Like, I, their pops are pretty substantial this for that. This is really cool. This is a cool little feeling that WWE, at this time, had a reach across the entire country. Yeah. That the, the basically Raw was happening in two different locations. It felt like WrestleMania 2, only much better. Right. <laughs> Without Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, so... Of course, this is where Shane reveals that McMahon did sign the... uh, He's already doing the Vince reaction over there. Uh, McMahon did sign the contract to buy WCW, except it was Shane McMahon. Oh, my God! It's JR! (laughs) 
JR sells it so well. They did a good job of setting that up because first of all, you're like, well, why would you buy a company and not sign it? But where he was wanting to make a big deal out of it and being something at WrestleMania, I was like, perfect. It I mean, is. That's your it's Vince's ego. Yeah. That's yeah. I want Ted Turner to come down here, bring it, and, and like, you missed your opportunity. Now you're screwed. Uh, do you remember? I mean, the storyline was just a McMahon bullshit storyline. And then this added a really cool dimension to it, mm-hmm. yeah, for their match at WrestleMania. Yeah. They incorporated this really well, I thought. I it, it and what's crazy is like already, this is a late in the game right. add-on. They already bought ECW at this point. Yeah. Oh, right? I, I, this is in the WrestleMania booking. This comes. This in, is the Monday before. In, fa- in fact, this I this affects some other booking for other people. Like I think. There was supposed to be like like Shawn Michaels was supposed to be like, and he also came in with some some substance abuse problems at this point. But Vince, can you believe this shit? Yep. So Get him the fuck out. You got some. It, it's crazy how this uh, fell into place perfectly right before Mania and everything. So it's neat. Now, what I was I was asking Charlie this, and Jason and Martin can probably answer this for. Uh, are there two? Like, is there a raw version of commentary for this and a nitro version? Because I swear at the end... This is it. It's gone. gone. They're gone. Okay, okay. Yeah. I got you. Because I, I kept remembering, like, what, what's going to happen to our jobs? Oh, my God! Like, there's some type of, like, rush off the air of, of the typical nitro ending, yeah. you know? I couldn't remember... Well, you would think that they would do, at least happen. then, like, it's Shane. Okay, there's hope. Like, you leave, okay, yeah. we're bought, yeah. not by someone that'll kill us, but Shane's vindictiveness towards his father's going to give us new life. No. Vince has a couple of good lines before Shane comes out with the. He's, he says something about how he'll, he'll fly down there. Cause assuming they have an airport there at the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> 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 those people in Cleveland. Yeah, they're they're cheering, and because he goes, "How fitting is it that their last show is at a beer hall?" He just does it again. I'll tell you, there are a lot of there are a lot of Raws people talk about like, "Oh, I wish I could have been there." This is like. To have been this either, is so special. It's a, yes, like the raw or the night. They're both. They're both rare, especially the raw. Because <clears throat> did you notice? <clears throat> did you notice? Like it's like. Well, we got later on in the night. We got a big main event. Like the, a big main event. Holy shit! Yeah. It's the biggest main event of all time on Raw at this point because you've got Rock, Austin <laughs> versus Kane and Undertaker and Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got. And this you is notice the, how some of Deborah's looking off of this. Yeah. <laughs> Which way do I look for my steel shot? Jeez. But it's the thing is, that's also a big fuck you. It's like, okay, on the final Nitro, what are we going to do? We're going to promote the main event for Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I, ma- I mean, it, it could have been Test versus Val Venus, but instead, <laughs> you know, we... I wonder what the rating was for Raw. I was about to ask, Martin, do you know that? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Um, I don't think I've ever seen any- anybody say the last ratings. I know Nitro was still getting... Decent rating, you know, just not the rating you used to get. You're right, like, like one point three. Like you know, that. that's the thing that, yeah. like, when I was reading Death of WCW, like they they made a point of saying, like, you know, yeah, you know, in comparison, oh, it was night and day, but Nitro is still making good money for that network. That's yeah. why they weren't. That's why the whole well, let's just shut it down for a while. It's like no, no, no. You don't understand. Like you can't do that because right now, like this thing is making us a lot of money. We can't just shut it down and wait for you guys to regroup and then boost it back right. again. There's constant commentating from. It's really Scott Hudson who keeps repeating, "This is the final Nitro on the oh, Turner yeah. Network." Yeah, yes. They treat it like a season finale. Right. That's, oh, but here, I think they actually use that phrase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's here's a, a kind of interesting thing is I listened to a podcast this week with with the head writer of. Flash and Arrow, and he was talking about how the 
one of the most recent episodes of The Flash is like one of the highest ratings that the CW network has got. And it's a one point nine yeah. CW. And then you're listening, but now those are decent ratings with the way TV is. But then you hear Nitro's ratings, and even when they were in the toilet, they were better than what's a hit now. Yeah, on a network. Yeah. So totally. that's kind of what's crazy. They're higher than WWE ratings currently, I believe. Because wow. WWE current yeah. ratings are like two point one yeah. two. Yeah. This is raw. Yeah. Imagine what Smack SmackDown's like a one point six or something. Right. Which SmackDown's coming to the USA Network? It's crazy. So how many networks has SmackDown been on? Well, it was on yeah. five. UPN. Yes, five. Because yeah. uh, it was on sci-fi. It was on uh, UPN. Then it was briefly on the CW. Then they sold it to the My Network. Uh-huh. Then it went to Sci-Fi. Didn't My Network just become CW? No, My Network in in here in the uh, there were UPN is UPN when it merged into CW. And they became the one channel. The channel that was was the WB turned into like the Mize. Oh, the WB. Yeah, because right. it. So then they merged, and then now it's on the. Yeah, I remember. Now it's channel. The fifth <laughs> network will be USA. <laughs> See uh, what I deal with, Martin. I'm trying to educate people, and you get. No, 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 no. I know it. <laughs> you don't like Dawson's Creek. Oh my God, I don't. <laughs> so if you put yourselves back, like when you saw this happen. What did you think was going to happen to WCW? I was thinking it was going to replace SmackDown. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought Hogan was coming. I thought Goldberg was coming. Sting, Nash, Hall. I mean, this was so exciting. And they were going to have a separate show. Uh-huh. You know, I knew they weren't going to do Nitro running against Raw anymore. Right. But I figured they'd move it to maybe like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, it would be its own separate brand. Like, the, the hopes were endlessly high. Right. For WCW being owned by WWE, because you wanted to see WCW be good again, right. and you figured they would just—it would just be a change of ownership, but the employees would stay the same. Right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's what it, that's what it seemed like. Martin, what did you think? What did you think would happen to WCW after I, this? Yeah, I, I, I thought Nitro would just carry on in some form. I thought WCW just as a separate thing would still carry on. I, I at the time hoped that we would get this—you know—the the Vince Shane match. Um, the war. I didn't foresee the invasion per se, but I foresaw some kind of, oh my God, do ECW and WWF are finally going to clash? And I thought, you know, Stan Goldberg and Hogan and everybody, and battle lines would be drawn. I was yeah. I was expecting the universe to explode at that point. <laughs> I, could, I, I mean, if they had if they had really gone right into it afterwards, and you had had a true WWF versus WCW pay per view, I mean, the money that that thing could have made just pure head to head, and I mean, it still would have been booked the same. Probably WWF wins. I mean, and I get it. You you bought it, so you probably you know can do whatever the hell you want. But to I mean, if your headliner was. Austin and Goldberg, like I mean, the money, the, oh, ridiculous. Yeah. You could. I, I always wanted to see um, Goldberg take it or the Goldberg Austin for some reason. Ooh, yeah. all right. I thought the Goldberg, Goldberg versus the Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Man, no. <laughs> help me. Help me. Bill, you're gonna have to fucking jump. <laughs> You better not say I complained about this shit 15 years down the line. I, I put Elegante in a trunk. 
<laughs> uh, he calls him Eligante. Eligante. <laughs> Remember that time J.J. Dillon was handcuffed to you, motherfucker? Now you handcuffed to the radiator. Oh, that's great. I love that this biker taker, if you pose him the right way, it just looks like he's giving birth. So he can't come off that. No. no, I like it. His arms are actually stuck. Yeah. Like, this is like a plot of a movie or something. Like, yeah. You I just gotta go 40. <laughs> no. Speed free. The undertaking. Oh, All right, he so just has to take it and run with it. Um, the, the weirdest thing of the whole simulcast bit is that the first voice you hear is ECW's Paul Heyman. Yeah, That's on true. Nitro. Yeah, right. Because Lawler had quit. Okay, so cat. yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, the Armageddon incident, which. Uh, it will, we will probably never see in its original form again. No. Oh, that this it, her she was a bitch, man. Like, oh, that's what I heard. Yeah, too. she just. Well, I don't care about that. Yeah. No, no, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so, I guess that's that's that, isn't it? That's that's that is, that's, that's the that. that's the final nitro. So, to kind of step back, like. Martin, with where you are, like, in, like where are you in the WCW timeline at the moment? Um, in terms of my actual viewing, uh, the NWO has literally just formed the week prior. Oh. Wow. Okay, cool. <coughs> Good TV. Good times. Yeah. So we, we touched upon this at Greed. We picked up in 99, Halloween Havoc 99, all the way up through now. And we saw a lot of interesting things, uh, a lot of interesting storylines that we didn't know or had forgotten about. And saw people come over that we were like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And then we see how it fizzles out and everything. Um, Martin, from kind of this era, from, you know, as you've been working with us and stuff, what were some of the highlights for you with this, man? Um, I, I think it's, for all of its failings, the new blood was a good idea. Yeah. Agreed. Got guys like Vampiro versus Sting. That's cool. I, as as hooky as it is, I mean, the whole graveyard thing, the Human Torch thing, were <laughs> ridiculous. But the idea of Sting and Vampiro going head to head, perfect. Uh, Sid is a highlight, but possibly for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, the, the rise of Booker and Steiner. Yeah. That's really good, yeah. They, they became genuine main eventers, fair enough. They became main eventers at a time when it, it was all starting to slide down, but they were good main eventers, and they, they were entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, that's following Going through this, I really I gained an appreciation for where they really – because I, I, you know, I, I had seen them obviously in the early 90s and mid-90s with their tag team work, and I remember Big Papa Pump, like it was he, – he went to that entity – really right before I think I jumped off and to see him actually like ascend to the throne it was really something special what are other um, kind of highlights again from 99 Halloween Havoc through the end for you guys what do you what do you put out there uh, Sean O'Hare because and, and like I mentioned it last time the shot and everyone makes fun of it the WCW superstars and this like you know Stasiak and O'Hare and all these guys in there and you go oh those were the guys that were their their guys right uh, and those um, getting to because I remember watching it as when this was happening and so I was in you know I was 20 and so I was just kind of jaded it was more like this sucks it was a it was a habit and going back through and reliving this now and, and being invested in it yeah I mean, yeah, it wasn't god awful, but it was awful. <laughs> 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 While you're over there getting 
Yeah. Getting, a, getting that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, um, we got the dogs in here, so they're all over. Anyway, go ahead. I don't. I don't know if I have any specific highlights because nothing really ever stuck. But I will say that this era is not as bad as people have made it out to be, especially no. WWE. Right. Now, because they just take a big shit on this. Oh yeah. And it's really there are so many great little starting points. For, for these guys, but there's no endpoints. Right. There's no direction. Sure. And that's really, I think, the downfall of the whole era, is that we don't see any follow through. And by the time we finally do, the company goes out of business. Yeah. Right. So, like, this was fun. This was interesting to watch this Nitro with all the backstory that we now have from watching the pay per views. Because mm-hmm. right. I could actually follow it. But, yeah, I don't. Did you break my Undertaker? No, I didn't break your Undertaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, so overall, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's some of it terrible. Absolute. Yeah. But you can say that for almost any era of wrestling. Sure. Even the Attitude Era had awful bits like the Oddities and shit like that. Yeah. But this, especially when you compare it to now, the exception of like the la- the TLC and the Raw, yeah. Like this is at least at the very least, I was entertained. That Lex Luger was never more interesting during his entire wrestling run, I think, than some of the little bits that he had. He shows some personality, yeah, at times. That's it. He shows personality. Yeah. That was something he never had right. in any of his previous gimmicks. <laughs> so now, that's uh, what it is. So uh, we had a lot of requests, like because obviously we. You got to go out with some of the greatest hits before you um, you exit out. So I always try to find a way, and we all try to do find an, an organic way to bring Bret Hart into the the podcast. But not this time. No, this time <laughs> it's just going to be. We're, we're just going to have to go with it. So, um, if you're Bret Hart, if you are Bret Hart right now, right now in 2015, yeah, I want you to be Bret Hart talking about. Um, this era that you were in WCW. Tell me your thoughts and feelings on it, Brett. It was a big bunch of shit. <laughs> it's, just, it's all typical WCW crap. Yeah, you know, just no one knew what they were doing. It was mismanaged. You know, Flair kept putting stops to my career. Well, I didn't want to do business. I, well, I, one thing I, I typically remember is I went to Fazoli's with um with Mikey Whipwreck and. I told him, you know, he was in the company for a little bit. So, you know, he we just, we decided, you know, um, I was going to take him to Fazoli's and, you know, and uh, get him a pie. And, and, uh, we walked in there and then he said he was going to just go to the bathroom and he just left me there. <laughs> he just didn't like what I have to say. I was talking to him about, you know, when Stu was wrestling bears and, and, uh, other Most people seem to like that story. You know, I, people, you know, when you talk about the old, uh, the old mansion up there in uh, Calgary, you know, people like to hear those things. And he just took off with, uh, he took off with Evan Courageous, and they they went down to the video store without me, and they were just renting old Disney movies and things like they were watching Bambi at the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite as good as Austin told. So He's watching a fox and a hound, learning about how to Mem- do right, so, right, so, <laughs> old, old bit. Remember back when we um, uh, in the apartment we used to talk about Steve Austin prank calling Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> and that all right and and it was also like retired like down the road austin and oh, bret hart like it's like 20 years hey, later hey hey brett stone cold steve austin <laughs> yes yes austin yes, yes. i i know i, I, I know you yeah so what you want you're, you're a, um, hey hey <laughs> <laughs> hey brett is your is your refrigerator running 
Well, of course, Steve. <laughs> well, you better go catch it, son. Can't trust a rattlesnake. No, 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 no. It's the stupidest shit. We used to talk about, um, remember we used to talk about like Bret Hart would, everywhere he went, this theme music would start playing for moments that he was walking. Because mm-hmm. like him going to take a shit, like with his, his uni on too, where he's, I'm going to take this down so I can take a shit here. Dun, 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 Yes, it was so perfect. And then finally, we used to talk about wrestlers doing other things other than wrestling and Bret Hart's remember Bret Hart's was being a driving school instructor <laughs> you need to make a right on this road no no you need to parallel park next to the um uh, that sidewalk over there he'd be the more, the most uncharismatic it sounds like Bret Hart's GPS I know <laughs> Bret Hart on late. you seem to have missed a turn well, in typical oh. fashion, you missed your turn yeah, again. You just, You're gonna have to. You don't know how to do business. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd rather blow your brains out than take that turn. Oh, <laughs> listen to me. I know. I know better. <laughs> I know better. It is. <laughs> that's that's Brett. Uh, no. Also, um, we we can't forget uh, our pal disapproving taker. Disapproving taker. He's a. Uh, had to sit it out. He got F five to like. Th- <laughs> 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 uh, I, yeah, I played with him a little bit. Last Real night. quick, Martin, do you have a like? Uh, and Jason, we're gonna get yours in a second. We need a, we need some more Bret Hart biz. Just to really, we're gonna go out with this. C- can you give us some Bret Hart just talking about this era of WCW? Well, I think it's a whole pile of shit. <laughs> 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 Digital. Nobody knew what it was about. <laughs> I am Canada, Canada. I am so, so sorry. No, no that no, was no. perfect, man. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was great. All right, now, Jason, Jason, it's your turn. So, um, oh, okay. they, you know, so Russo came in, and you know, did you hear, Brett? He's, he's going to book you to win the belt. That piece of shit's going to book me to win this belt. This, this belt. He already took the other one from me, made me leave. I wasn't ready to give it up. Vince comes out there and weighs his fan. Fuck that motherfucker. I'm gonna go home and eat some blueberry pancakes. Is, is it true that you needed to put you decided to put some clothes on before you hit Vince? It's <laughs> one of no. my favorite stories. No, I'll swing him. He'll get hit with my fist and the tip of my penis. I'm <laughs> right, fine with that. Alright, so no the, 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 this legit though, for real. And um You're gonna interrupt you're gonna ask me to tell a story, you're gonna sit there and blow each other for five minutes about living in an apartment together. I was gonna invite you to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> done <laughs> with Owen was gonna drive. Owen's yeah. gonna <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God not. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. That's no, but uh, the reason I asked you is like, like legit. Bret Hart was like, oh, I'm, I'm decided, you know, um, before I go in there, if they ever made a movie about this, I'm gonna, I need to put some clothes on. I don't, I don't want somebody to be punching Vince naked. All right, so, <laughs> what a weird let's, fucking thing. Let's bring this up here. Who could play Bret Hart in a biopic movie? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Well, Mel Gibson. Okay, but now let, let's talk about who's available now. Bret does the Mel Gibson headbutt. Oh, so. yeah. I, I would still like. Oh, nobody. I, I think Mel Chris Gibson. Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt for everything. He, no, Chris Pratt can't do it because Harrison Ford has yet to play Mel. Hey, Harrison Ford would have to play Bret Hart, and then Chris Pratt could play Bret. Harrison Hart. Ford's about as uh, angry and bitter as as Bret Hart. That so. would be pretty good. <laughs> you remember we used to talk about Tombstone? If we recast it, like have Bret Hart be Wyatt Earp and have um, if you had Steve Austin as Doc Holliday, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, I think it was uh, oh yeah yeah we talk, uh, Undertaker is, is Virgil easily <laughs> he would be the older brother and I think Morgan was Owen <laughs> and then um, Curly Bill was Shawn Michaels <laughs> <laughs> who was Jenny Ringo 
Ringo, I think, was... Uh, all right, I'm trying to think, because it had to... Triple H? Yes. Yes, it was. It had, yeah, yeah, because he matched up with Austin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the best one we had was the narrator would have to be Freddie Blassie. Freddie Blassie, <laughs> the showcase of the Immortals. And I think. Oh, and we said the the Charlton Heston part would be Stu Hart. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's, that was the best casting choice. Uh, a cameo. Real quick, what the hell? it's it's. What, uh, did you find a note from? Oh, I was hoping it was one of those notes from it yourself in the instructions. Past. What? Wait a minute. What? Is there a rip string or something that you're missing? Does it have a battery that's dead? Oh, yeah. It's not, I thought just rest. But, uh, you want to read some emails? Go ahead. I want Jason to... email because this is the recording before Christmas. So I got you guys something what? That, that, that's appropriate for this. Here you go, you son bitch. And here you go, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The, thank you, sir. That's cool. Go right well with my And also, yes. so for the, since this is a podcast, we can't, people can't see it. Well, you can no, we, that's right. That's what we're, we're going to um, do that here. Um, we got, we got Steve Austin and a Hulk Hogan bobblehead. That's cool. Yeah, we got pop figures. That's yeah, awesome. Those are the, uh, the new thing. So you can still buy the Hulk Hogan pop figure. That's cool. Yeah. See, that was the one that came with, at first you had to buy like the 2K15 Hulkamania edition that they sold last year. Okay. That was like ridiculous. So I remember that. Yeah. So here's, uh, here's these presents. Martin, um, I got you a good day and a hello because you know I don't know how to send something across the pond like that. And uh, it's, ship it. uh, it's damned expensive, so you're well within your right to send. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll send you an e card <laughs> with a PlayStation. This points, is like right? WrestleMania Nine Hulk Hogan. You got the red shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. This is the bit, shirt yeah. he won the title. That's the best Hogan. What was that? That's the best Hogan. That's yeah. Yeah. Not according to Bret Hart. What was good? That's what, that's what made me remember they were in there. I was like, how can I interrupt these Bret Hart stories with the Hulk Hogan action figure? So one thing I, just, I, I, I wanted to do here real quick was that thank you very, yeah, very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, we had put out the request, like put out the feeder. We've got some email or uh, to send in some emails about, you know, your final thoughts about Nitro, the final Nitro, the WCW run as a whole. Um, we had some really cool emails. Like, I mean, we had um, uh, on Twitter, very tired one one one. He sent us a really nice email. You know, he's been with us since the get go. Sent us this awesome image of Vince Russo superimposed on this television. This little girl watching it, fantastic. <laughs> um, he'll actually be coming down to South Carolina at some point, which we kind of need, kind of need for him. That's cool. Um, it wherever you're at, it's a hundred percent more exciting. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's it's pretty cool here. Um, so that was, I, I appreciated, you know, he was, he said some very complimentary words, Jim Ashley, he's, he has sent us some great material in the past. He also has some cool videos that having to do with like, um, uh, it's a clip about Nash, why he didn't appear on the, on the, uh, final nitro. Didn't and, get a mention. Yeah, I know. Really not at all. But, um, he sent some really cool stats about the, um, the last nitro that, um, we'll pass around and stuff, but he's always been really, really cool about sending in some stuff for us. Um, uh, I also wanted to mention uh, Ben, Ben Ivinson. I don't, I'm probably not saying your name right, buddy. I apologize, but really appreciated his words. He sent something in about he he just said, you know, I appreciate us making it enjoy uh, making this actually enjoyable, you know, because I know it's not very enjoyable when you look at it on paper. Mm-hmm. This type of era of WCW is 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 not. So it was really just uh, some nice sentiments in there. And goddamn, some of the people we've had uh, between Lee and uh, I know Chris. 
and Mark, mm-hmm. a lot of you guys, just uh, the the tweeting and uh, even on the Facebook page, you hitting too, us Mark. up and everything. Yeah. And, and of course, like I was gonna, I was gonna close with the the, the big oh, winner. Well, like before uh, we close with Martin, mm-hmm. we got our friendly neighbors to the north. Thanks, like the Satpot guys. Well, like, yeah. So congratulations on your two years coming up. Yeah. So let's talk about that because you know the thing is with all the podcasts out there, like you really kind of try and you know coagulate with guys that are you know similar mindset, similar humor, and things of that nature. The, the shows I really want to shout out that you know have been really important throughout this run of ours have been the Spanish Announce Table podcast. Um, for current wrestling product, you don't get much better than them. They're fantastic and fun to listen to. Uh, vote for your sat, uh, the Sat Pot Awards or the, the, the Sat, sat Potties. Potties. Sat Potties, please. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Um, Someone say Potties. I also want to shout out the, um, the Federation podcast. Mm-hmm. As well as a Suplex City Limits podcast. These are, you know, that's the cool thing about doing this. I'll keep rolling. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to shout them out just because with this OSW podcast network, it was neat to find some other like-minded podcasts that really just have some fun with it. So I really wanted to shout out those guys, and um, you know, it was just it was it was really a lot of fun to be able to get to know some people with this. So. Um, Trying to think any other or before Suplex City Limits. I just did. Oh yeah, no. yeah. yeah. We, we tuned out when we were making no, but, um, poop on his bike. And of course Martin, because Martin with uh, four C uh, four corners is really where the, the genesis of this really begins. Are you still podcasting yourself? Uh, no, no, self-imposed exile. Just uh, just too bit originally too busy. Then just stuff. Just. I don't want to use the phrase I lost my smile, but I got kind of burned out. No, I don't blame you because I remember. Lost his smile. Well, you know, when you do, because I remember when you guys were doing the weekly Raw uh, roundtable, yes. that's that's yeah, tough. That's exhausting. It is very exhausting to do, especially okay. when, like, you know, when you're doing it in the October to November and De- October, November, December is dreadful. Oh. Like, it is it's just. Not, well, it's almost as bad as, like, like the lead up to SummerSlam like after Wrestlemania yeah it takes about a good month or yeah. two before they find their footing again it's tough like it's really tough to do it so I don't I don't blame you for it but always but also th- personally I was always finishing recording at like so it's midnight and then had to work the following day so it just a bit too much for me I don't blame you yeah but man, it's been great. I appreciate all the stuff that you brought to the show with um, some of the, like getting us up to date on who the hell is who <laughs> coming in here and stuff like that and where it's, they come from. It's been great, man. Much appreciated. It's much appreciated on my end. It's just good to feel useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to know more about the demon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was his character. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry I dropped a massive bollock on the not doing the GI Bro intro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's 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 fine because yeah, that was, I remember the that lasted all of what one show. That was one paper. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and then he being, won the world title the next month. Yeah. I remember it being bigger because he would team up with the Misfits in action on the Nitros, and that was kind of cool. And then it was like that was only one month. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So as we are rounding out, I just uh, again, um, you know, thanks to everyone who everyone's brought something really cool to this show, and you know, didn't know if it would work. It ended up working out pretty well. We're not OSW, and we're sure as hell not the Attitude Era podcast, and that's fine. They can be what they are, and you know, they've got a, 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 a much bigger fan base, but kind of cool with the one we've got. You know, it's 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 been fun. So um, as we wrap it up, I think the only fitting way. Uh, it, at New Blood Pod, it'll still be out there as well as on the Facebook page and um, our individual accounts. I'm at, at William Rinkin83. At the Jason Kiesler. At CM underscore staff. Martin, you're at, where at again on Twitter? At Bunny And uh, 
I think it's only fitting that if you're going to close something out like this, you know, the, the only way you can button a, a podcast is say, I'll catch your ass down the road. Where, where the hell are we? We're staring right in the face of WrestleMania 17. So I guess it would it would only be fitting that with a Vince Russo started podcast, you would end on a swerve of sorts. Oh. We're not even close to finishing. We're not even close to ending. In fact, a lot of you alluded to this, and we decided about this a few months ago that it's only fitting that we keep going because we started this WCW run. It's going to be kind of interesting now that we've seen where these guys are coming from, where they end up in the invasion. So that's exactly where we're headed. We're going to be going right into, we're segueing right into the, the highway that's WWF going through 2001 and into 2002. We're start, going to be starting with WrestleMania 17. We're definitely going to be flying all the way through WrestleMania 18, the big one up in Toronto. Toronto? Toronto. Toronto. Yep. And, um, and we're going to see what happens. We're going to have a great time going through a little bit more familiar territory. At the same time, it's going to be discovering new things for a lot of us because uh, it was definitely a changing point in our lives when it came to wrestling and stuff. But to be following WCW and WWF together in the main and ECW in the main WWF storyline is going to be great. Martin is still going to be a part of the action, aren't you, sir? Whenever I can, whenever I can, I'll be there. You're damn right. <laughs> it's really I, I have a fourth emergency service. <laughs> In case of emergency, break open bunny suicide. So, exactly. it, is the name of the podcast going to be the same? Yes, we're we're not going to change the name. It's always going to be the new Blood Rising podcast. Um, you know, obviously the the intro may change a little bit, and some other things may change a little bit, but it's still going to be all of us. We're going to be going through uh, once again the shows. We're going to have to figure out because I know there are at some point some important raws or things of that nature we may have to cover. Well, yeah, because we'll get one of the the best counterpoints to a, the greatest raw moment of all time. Milk truck was on a raw. Right. That's one of That's my true. favorite points. That's right. We also get the WCW ECW uh, raw. Yes. Which was. Oh yeah, totally. The I want I need the real Austin back. That that episode and it's it's so much good stuff. Um, Martin, with your columns, have you t- like? Because this is technically it's it's still the Clinton years for a little bit here. So do you still have? Clinton years ended in January two thousand one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now it's wrestling in the bush. Wrestling in the bush. No, but um, I guess the. Originally, that was the plan, but then that sounded like I was reviewing French porn from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> do you have like um, Do you have material on this? Because I don't. Do you? Do you? I didn't think you went chronological necessarily. Do you go chronological? Uh, I do with uh, Clinton years. Okay. Um, but there, it, there is a backup for stuff that isn't in the Clinton years, and that would be three uh, XTW. That was the wrestling that was. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, there's we got so much fun material to go through with this. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and you know we're still gonna be coming. It's still gonna be fairly regular. You know, I don't see us um, 
you know, having to take a super amount of time off before you get our first episode, which we decided like the best way to do this is we finished up at the, what, nine o'clock hour? Is it the nine or the 10 o'clock hour? No. Yeah, well, it's So we need to finish up whatever the hell was going on at Raw, especially that main event. I got to figure out what the hell. I got to see that match. But, I, I believe that's on network. Yeah. But we need to talk about what's going on with this WrestleMania 17. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to get caught up with everything that's going on with the storylines, what the main event is. And then the following episode will be WrestleMania 17, which will be a joy X7. to do. X7. X7. The, the biggest one of all time. It'll for a lot of people's, uh, a lot of people's eyes. So Did you order it? No, I I scrambled it. <laughs> I watched it scrambled. I ordered it. I, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. it would have been one to order. That that was a good show. I saw that one too. Paid for that one. Mm-hmm. But um, that is it for this. So uh, no other twists in the to to give you. But that's um, we'll be coming back at you real soon with the revamped New Blood Rising podcast. Go ahead. Do you want to say what um, <clears throat> movies for guys who like movies? Yeah. So movies for guys who like movies that is not going anywhere, and it's still saying it's incarnation. Um, next week, what you're going to be seeing for movies for guys who like movies is Point Break. The original. Yes. Yeah, the be- only. Right. The only. Um, it's uh, as Point Broke is in theaters now. Yeah. I th- by this, well, it's seen the reviews. Is it? What's well, Christmas? It comes Christmas out. Christmas Day. Yeah. Right. Reviews are in the toilet. Well. Yeah. well you know, Christmas Day releases are a mixed bag. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. This year, there's no reason to release a movie until January. Oh yeah. You know, unless you're Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. But um, that'll be fun. We'll get to talk about Point Break and see where this uh, the original comes from for a lot of people who may not have seen it or had forgotten about it. So that'll be a lot of fun. So that'll be coming up next week. So it's still at New Blood Pod. We're all the same Twitter accounts that we just mentioned. So. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next time. Hey!
the combination for this life and where to keep it. It's kind of sad when you don't know the meaning, but everything happens for a reason. I don't even know what I should say, cause I'm an idiot, a loser, microphone abuser. I analyze every second I exist, beating up my mind every second with my fists. And everybody wanna run, everybody wanna hide from the gun. You can take a ride through this life if you want, but you can't take the edge off the knife. No, and now you want your money back. Hey, 